And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. Nice cadence. Welcome to Down on the Docks, episode 23. My name's Chris Neff, and uh, joining me always is my good friend, Dave. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me, Sarah. It's going to be a singy song episode, I can already tell. You don't know the song, do you? Uh, Yeah, don't bogart that joint, my friend. It was an easy rider. Pass it over yeah. to me. Yeah. You know who Bogart was, Don't though, right? Bo- of course. Uh, sh- yeah, Sammy Bogart Jr. Of course, everybody knows the great the great Sammy Bogart, right? <laughs> Jesus. Humphrey Bogart, because yeah, he was Humphrey a chain Bogart, smoker. That was I one. guess that's where the phrase came from. He already yeah. had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. By the way, he did die of, um, what do you call it, uh, lung cancer. Of course. I don't even think he made it to 60. Anyway, guys, welcome to Down on the Docks. Uh, for those of you that are new, finding us, uh, we're grateful that you found us. Stay here as long as you like. Um, uh, you know, here's the thing. We were telling people, you know, this documentary, it's slowly building. Uh, this uh, documentary, our podcast <laughs> yeah. is slowly building. Yeah. And I decided I would like to acknowledge some of those people that, you know, give us the the push that they do to get us through the week. Thanks. And uh, oh, this week, I want to thank Danimal707 on Instagram. Uh, Schwilly B on Twitter <laughs> is a huge supporter as you showed. Great name. And of course, Drew the Jew 13. <laughs> Crypto J. Uh, Cooper Columbus. Yep. Uh, John DiCaprio. And those are guys are all on Twitter and awesome. they're great. So thank you for those comments. Yeah. Please keep them coming. Mm-hmm. And I want to defend give sh- me against the hexagons. Oh, there we go. You're always in controversy on something. Do whatever you want to, Dave. Just keep it out. Keep me out. <laughs> yeah. of it. That's all I ask. <laughs> yeah. Don't go after Chris. I want to give a special <laughs> shout out to retard sexual blowtorch 68. <laughs> Man, I am telling you, I'm giving this because I want people to know if you have it's a, a great- podcast, and you need great work, yeah. art. Pay this man his money. Yeah. So if you're interested, reach out to me and I'll put you in touch with them. But you see them in the, you know, the clips that we put out during the week. We try and put two clips out a week. Uh, and this is all his work and he's just the best. So if you do have a podcast and you need some help promoting it, get a hold of me and I'll put you in touch with them. So um, new segment of the show. What we got wrong last week. <laughs> yeah. Get, okay, cool. Yeah. So we were doing tabloid last week. Yeah. And for some reason, I couldn't figure out what a fixed wing plane was. Nice. Which just, uh, according to Ryan Hoffman, also, uh-huh. a.k.a. Limp Jam, a good supporter of the show, <laughs> yeah. uh, he says it just means a regular plane as opposed to a helicopter. <laughs> so there's fixed wing planes, and then there's rotary planes, which are helicopters. Oh, so that's sick. all you need to know. It's awesome, dude. And then, of course... That even sounds like next week we're going to be like... Looks like we're because somebody's gonna be like, well, actually, the papada. Oh, I'm sure we just opened up a can of worms that we don't want to get into. But you know what? Bring it. Um, And then, of course, I was wrong, and you corrected me on this. I was adamant that Leave It to Beaver did have a picket fence, so I picket fence now. you call me up at like 1 a.m. I was fucked you, up. Yeah. <laughs> and you were so, like, there is no white picket fence and leave it to me. This is me on the internet. There's yeah. no fucking... But I actually saw... I was almost convinced at first, but then I realized 
that um, the video that I was watching wasn't had, even Leave It to Beaver. It, it was using Leave It to Beaver for some scenes, but for uh, uh, other scenes, it was using other footage from another show. So is the jury still out? But, no, the- no. As far as I know, no picket fence. Uh-huh. Leave It to Beaver. Okay. You heard it right here, folks. Okay. Let's go on. I think you're wrong, I but whatever. Man, I'm probably wrong. Um, Send us some feedback. Okay, so you know we were on this amazing creep streak. Yeah, three yep, creeps yep. in a row. Yeah, and then last week we went a little bit lighter and we brought in tabloid and had some fun. Um, we're going back to the creep train, buddy. Look, man. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, it's like all good things lead to creeps when it comes to documentaries. Uh-huh. And this is no exception. Uh, the title of today's documentary that we're covering, currently streaming on Amazon Prime, is Holy Hell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was. Uh, it came out in 2016, directed by Will Allen. Um. Before we get in, there is a lot of sensitive material in this documentary and this podcast. So I guess adult material. It's trigger warning time, buddy. You got to do this. No, I hate be, to you say can't it. Say trigger warning, dude. Oh, because tr- that's a trigger. Yeah, man. Well, just know that this this pod will cover. And I can't even correct you from doing it. So okay, we're just. My point is this: we are going to get into some uh, X-rated material. Love it. This is not a PG podcast. Uh, this is an adult podcast and Giggity. there is going to be a lot of, you know, crazy stuff going on. So anyway, I'm going to just give you a brief, uh, once over, this is about a cult. So if you are in a cult and you are listening to this, this is perfect for you to listen to. This really just feels like cult month. If you think that you might be interested in a cult or joining a cult, then I encourage you to listen very closely. Yakuda. So, um, this, this documentary, uh, it opens up on a beach. Now, the other thing I want to preface here, all this footage from the entire documentary is from a former cult member, which is rare in itself, because usually when people discuss cults, they don't have access to all this inside information. So this entire documentary, uh, is home movies of the cult from one of the previous cult members. So, one of my favorite cartoons, home movies. Oh, the best. The best. So, Brennan Smalls. We open on a beach, and we see about 80 people. Uh-huh. Okay, they're around the water's edge. A bird flies overhead. Mm-hmm. And next we discover a woman in the water, and someone is placing a thumb and a finger on her forehead. And okay. he's just working it. On her forehead? On the forehead. Like, like massaging? It doesn't look like a massage. Okay. He's like, just boom, going right in there. Okay. Okay. Then we cut to other pe- other people. They're blissed out. Men, women, smiling. And next we hear a man's voice. To come to this day, <laughs> after such long journey, where there is no longer a journey left, <laughs> where you can finally merge with the beloved. Oh. So this is our cult leader. Now, yes. here's the thing. You know me. I love doing accents. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one okay. because it's sometimes he sounds Spanish. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he sounds French. Uh. Sometimes he sounds Indian. And I think that's because he's not a very good fucking cult member. Or a cult leader. And 100% time full of shit. Yes. So first we're going to meet Will. He's the man who has all this footage. He says, I always wanted to know why am I here? What is the point? How do I live a meaningful life? I wanted to know everything. Hasn't everybody asked themselves these questions? The truth about the mystery of the universe? 
I went to my great-grandmother's open casket when I was four and became fascinated by the concept of life and death. I was raised Catholic. I was an altar boy. I was quite fascinated by all of it. So we see some of this art that Will created when he was a child. And we also learn when he was young, he found an eight millimeter camera and he started making his own movies. I thought like, you were going to say gun there. Oh. <laughs> he found his eight millimeter and took out his family. <laughs> and of course he filmed everything. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, anyway, so Will, he's, it kind of reminded me of Steven Spielberg. Like he does a Jaws movie and he does a $6 million man movie. Um, we also see him in uh, dressed up as Wonder Woman. He's got uh, movies called Earthquake, Towering Blaze. He says he was a pretty lucky kid, you know. Um, he seemed, you know, very content and happy. But then he went to college and he started to use film as a way to explore the meaning of life. Uh, by the time he finished school, he wasn't any closer to knowing who he was and what he wanted. So he moved back in with his parents after college. And basically at this point, uh, he told his parents he was gay and his parents were like, get out of the fucking house. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Well, at, what, at what age, Ian? <laughs> I think 19. Uh-huh. Um, hey, I know a couple friends. They didn't even tell their parents they were gay. They just felt that they were gay and they're yeah. like, you got to go. Oh, they didn't even at have 18? the chance I to, mean, to explain? I, so I'm, yes and no. There's a well, couple. You know. Keep in mind, this is a different time. This is mid 80s. So um, this is what led him to this adventure on a 22-year journey mm -hmm. with the group he joined. Now, titles come up. We see it's called Holy Hell, and we go to 1985, year one. Hmm. Now, we see a group of men and women. Year one of the... Year one of his journey with ah, this, this group. Yes. Okay. How old were you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I was negative one. So you weren't even Wait, alive. Which month? <laughs> I was born in January of 86 My birthdays are coming up Okay, so I, 10 days Again, so I was 10 uh, That doesn't mean I'm 11 years older than you, by okay. the way um, So we see these, these people And there's men, they're women They're chanting They're jumping down in ecstasy At all these various outdoor locations They're hugging each other And then they're just like ah, Just staring at huh. each other With their mm. mouths out in amazement so it's the 80s, mm -hmm, okay. the yuppie generation, <laughs> yeah. uh, all these people. Well, now, what exactly? Okay, I've always been yeah. confused on this. Yeah. What? What's a yuppie? Yes. A yuppie is somebody that a made a definition. shit ton of money in uh, the 80s, flaunted it, and was uh, driving around in a BMW and making mm -hmm. a ton of money. Sort of like a wasp. Yeah, pretty much. It's just an evolution no, of a wasp. No, it was the evolution of the wasp. But are they are yuppies like rich, yes. like hippies? No, no, no. Rich conservatives. They're not even conservatives. Or They're just rich. And you got to remember, the '80s was excess. Uh -huh. Everybody was making money in the '80s. Yeah, at least till '87 when the crash came around. Yeah, but yeah, I shouldn't have made it political in that sense. But I mean, like, were yeah. they like staunchy? Like, I was just trying to trying to paint a picture of these type of people. We're going, yeah, got it. I got it. Just, you know, yeah, just, and that's like a slang that was like supposed to be like a derogative yeah, term. Sort yeah. of like no, I, I don't know about that because a lot of people embrace their yuppieism. Mm, okay. So well, a lot of people do when they're you know. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we sell these people and they're, they're all searching for something. And they're out in nature. They're doing jumping jacks. <laughs> uh, it's weird. Um, I mean, I did see a clip of a lot of these people. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to say my first, very first thought, because uh, usually yeah. we have a trend with this, these yeah. type of documentaries. These people were rather good looking. It's so crazy. It's they were all good looking and no minorities. 
It, I don't know why that's funny, but it's true. There's not. I didn't see a black person. That's I, okay. I didn't see. I didn't really think about that. I, I noticed. Okay, I didn't notice there were any black men. I guess. But there's a reason women. for this, and we're going to get into that. Okay. Um, so remind me okay. to, to I'll bring you, you back. I'll remind but you. But they were all white people, and we're slowly introduced to members of the group. You know, one man basically says, "This was not my path. I got accepted into grad school." I was getting a PhD in child psychology. I had my whole life planned out. And then I met some of these people. They were so alive, living from their heart and playing and jumping in ice cold rivers and hiking through the forest at night. And I'm like, oh my God, I want some of that. So another one says they were the smartest, most beautiful people I've ever met in my life. And again, you saw some of these people. I let you see them. We're not lying. They're hotties and they're dancing, they're swimming. They're hiking. They're standing on, on mountaintops where they're, you know, hands to the, you know, the sky. We, by the way, this is typical ladies, a lot of neon, a lot of, lot of, lot of pink, a lot of mm-hmm. green, a lot of yellow. So another woman says, we started this whole thing. It is what we wanted. It was our little utopia in the middle of this big giant city. Now this is Los Angeles. Okay. Specifically West Hollywood in the eighties. So another woman says, constantly you were being fed like your soul was being fed with love and with inspiration and awe. Another woman, she's crying. She says, I wanted everybody, everybody in the world to experience this. Uh, Another woman says, I said, dad, I want to give my life to God. And he was on the next flight out there to come and get me. This sounds like a concerned parent, somebody I could get behind. Um, another male says the people that were there were looking for spirituality, but all of a sudden, once you got there, you had a built in family. So we see these people, they're at the edge of a lake, they're in groups of five or six, and they're all kind of just pawing over one person in the middle okay. and touching members that's, uh, that are laying on their back. Okay. And then of course the leader begins speaking. He's walking around the other members. And again, all he's wearing is a fucking speedo. <laughs> Isn't what's the brand? I probably speedo. Okay. All right. So know. right away you're like, what? Dude's just hanging out, and he's you know he's pretty. He's toned. He's muscled. Cropped with short hair, and the leader says, "Yeah, I saw a picture of him." He says, "Would you like to surrender <laughs> right now?" <laughs> and the person in the middle will say, "Whatever they are surrendering." So we see a woman, and she speaks. And she's crying and she's responding to what Mm -hmm. she wants to surrender. And she's like, my needs, oh, my wants. Another guy's like, attachments to money, to sex. And then, of course, the leader says, we take away this person's body. We take away their attachments. We throw them into the air. So, again, all these members are just pawing over all this person in the middle because they're literally ripping the attachments right. off these people. Yeah. So Will says he fell into the group and it was the most amazing people he'd ever met in his life. Uh, but it was his sister who first told me, told him about the group. Now they called themselves the Buddha field. Hmm. Okay. That's the name of the cult. That's the na- well group. Okay. Yes. Okay? Correct. correct. So we see a group of about 50 of them. Repeat, repeat, repeat the name again. The Buddha field. The, the Buddha field. Yeah. Okay. So we see it's a nice name. Yeah, we see a group of about fifty of them on a retreat in the woods, 
And it's a big picture of all of them. Every mm-hmm. single one of them is smiling. And there's even a couple handicap handicap members. Aww. Yeah, sitting right in the front row. White, though. Yeah, of course. There's no... <laughs> it's all white people. <laughs> Obviously. So Will's sister, uh, she's in the group, and her name's Emiliana. Okay. Now, previously, her mm. name was Amy before mm. she entered the group. Mm. Okay. I go by Emiliana now. Well, there's a reason for this, as you're yeah. going to learn. Did she smash and grab in 62? <laughs> no, nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emiliana says, people ask me all the time, how did you end up there? You know, she was raised in a Catholic school. She always had questions for the nuns. And she'd go home and ask her mom, you know, and or tell her mom what she said. Her mom would be like, you can't ask them that. And she was like, why not? I want to know. Well, next we meet Julian. He's a young man, and he says, I wanted to know myself beyond the superficiality of the world that I was living in. Life can't just be this thing where you just live and work and die. There's got to be something more. So then there's this great character named Philippe, mm-hmm. uh, extremely bohemian. And he says, what does that mean? Just like um, free spirit. Just picture, just picture him walking around in a tapestry for <laughs> like long flowing clothes. Yeah. You know, okay. um, he's got, cause to me, bohemian means gypsy. Yeah. Close. I mean, okay. he's got necklaces on hairs in a ponytail, you know, um, just very, shit dangling from his arm. There's a lot of accessorizing. Okay. Yeah. Take a hike. dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Philippe says, I grew up, with a family that was really expressive, artistic. Grab a fanny pack, take a hike, dude. <laughs> Sorry. He, anyway, <laughs> he grew up in an expressive, artistic, hippie family. So he says he had no guidance growing up. So then we meet another guy who's completely opposite. He's from Demetrius, and he's like, you know, I was living in Chicago where I was, you know, growing up in the streets, and it was very violent. I came to the Buddha field. I had no idea what love was, and that's when I started to feel really deeply. Um. The reason, by the way, I'm giving you these members is there's about 12 of them that are going to come in and out. Yeah. The names aren't important, but the stories you are. This. Yeah. Yep. It's good to so, know. So um, Danielle says, I had what always... what they say that's important. Correct. Danielle says, I always had this yearning to know really why we're here. Now, there's a gentleman in the group named Murti. Murti? Uh-huh. Or, okay, Murky or Murti? Murti. M-U-R-T-I. Cool. Murti. So they show him doing yoga, and he's like, I came from a very fundamentalist fire and brimstone church with the fear of God and all. Mm-hmm. Then we meet Alessandra. Well, her mom had kicked her out of the house when she was 15. She was looking for stability. Now, when she says this, she's cross-legged, and they show her in one of the vintage movies, and she's like, she looks like she's dressed like a belly dancer. And nice. she's sitting on a human pyramid. Man, I grew up with belly dancers, dude. Oh, you did? Uh, not like gr- literally grew up with belly dancers. I mean, like grew up with belly dancers at all of our events. Yeah. At like dinners, like once a month, we'd go to like yeah. that place in Pasadena or something that uh-huh. had the nice uh, belly just dancer like Greek slam restaurant. grape leaves. No, yeah, slam grape leaves and basurma yeah. and shit like, not basurma, but you know. Well, anyway, she says, when I came to this group, I felt, okay. This is going to be for life. It was like a marriage. Uh, another big player in this documentary is a man named Chris, and he says he grew up uh, with a problem with authority and uh, had you know that follow him his entire life. And then the other woman that's featured prominently, her, her name is Radia. Radia. Okay. And she says, you know, when she was young, she wanted to be a scientist and an artist. And the problem was there was this running theme through her that she wanted to be enlightened as well. 
And then another major player is David. And he says, I felt very lost. I felt empty, like there was something missing. So you're kind of starting to see a theme in these people. They're all searching for something. They're all from educated backgrounds. Mm -hmm. They're all from- Affluent. Uh, uh, exactly. You get this sense that they already had a nice establishment, a base around them. Um, this woman, Vera, she says, I wanted freedom. I, I wanted freedom somehow from this self. So next we see these groups of people, okay? They're in about six or seven, and they're all holding a body, like carrying a body. It looks okay. like a walking funeral pyre, you know uh, what I mean? Okay. And they're walking these bodies oh. into the water mm. from the edge of the lake. Live bodies. Yeah. Okay. So Will says the idea was... By the way, yeah, we're like more than 15 minutes in. Yeah. I haven't asked... Where are the drugs? They're coming. Okay. Maybe. Are there? I don't know. See, here's the thing. Uh, it's debatable. Come but on. I'm going to leave it up to you. I, there's got to be. Well, we'll okay. leave it up to All you. Right. So, I mean, do they look like they're on drugs? Yes. First? Okay. They look blasted out of okay. their minds. Well, you're. <laughs> but that doesn't mean they're on drugs. Okay. But when you first see these videos, they're just spaced out. Their eyes are glazed. And they're this... staring at the stars. They're putting their arms in the air. They're leaning on each other. They're crying. It's weird shit. Got it. So initially I was like, these people are totally like stoned. Yeah. So here's the thing. Will says the idea was we had to drop our egos. Um, and it was a teacher who was guiding us every step of the way. So we see the teacher and he's standing in the water alone, naked. All right. Okay. Uh, you know, and... Yeah. Wait, but presumably with his speedo on, possibly? No, I checked. Okay. There was no speedo lines. Just because they went high enough and you could mm, see that part. Got it. He's just free balling it yep. in the river. Yeah. So well, when you got your own cult, that's here's the thing. Let me tell you something sure. what I know about cults. There has never been a cult created that wasn't designed to just fuck every single member that joins it. I agree. They're the only one I can think of would be the Shakers. Do you know what a Shaker is? No. The Shakers, I don't remember when they were formed, but they were a completely celibate group. So they're still alive today. It's in the Northeast. And I think they have like 12 people left in the group. But they're the only cult or group of people I've ever found. Yeah, for sure. Where for it wasn't sure, like Gate, they were getting down. In Jonestown, they're all getting my down, point baby. Is, yeah, my point is, when you start went, a cult... They went to an island to get down. When you start a cult... If you're a good cult leader, your number one goal should be to fuck everybody. Yeah. That's what you're doing if you're doing a cult. Spread that seed, baby. All right. Okay. So anyway, what happened next is they show a satsang. You know, do you know what a satsang is? No. Okay. So these were their weekly Buddha Fields meetings that they held in West Hollywood. I'd never heard of the word satsang Ooh. either. Satsang. It, satsang. Uh, it, it's a Sanskrit term derived from two roots, meaning sat, true, and sangha, meaning community, companion, company, or association. Let me ask you, how is yeah. Sanskrit written right there? Is it with the Sanskrit or Sanskrit? Sanskrit with a T. It's the, it's the proper. Good. I literally learned that maybe five years ago. Oh, okay. I feel like I should have known that much earlier. Well, Sanskrit. Anyway. Script. Sansing may also refer to a group of people engaged in spiritual dialogue. Sanskrit. So basically, they just get out of a room and, you know, uh, try and enlighten themselves. So we meet, cool. uh, we find out that this leader's name is Michelle. Mm -hmm. Now, he's a guy. 
Got it. But he's going Michel. by Michelle. Michelle. Like, yeah. Meet my consigliere, Michelle. Correct. So um, they describe him as soft and his energy Ooh. was just still. Um, people think, wow, what a beautiful man. So he says, and this is at the meeting, they show it in these vintage pics, mm-hmm. uh, movies. They say, if you think of tomorrow, you're unhappy. If you think of the past, you can become miserable. Unhappiness is wherever you are. Whatever you are is where happiness is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So then we see more of the disciples Beautiful. playing Ring Around the Rosy in the water. And he's just standing there hanging out with his Speedo. Now, what's the youngest and old? What's the age range here? This is a great question. Okay. It appears to be the and, youngest. Sorry, yeah. No, no. Answer that first. He appears to be 18 would be mm-hmm. the youngest. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the documentary, you only see really one older person, and she's probably in her 70s. Oh. So for the most part, it's young people like 18 to 30, 18 okay. to 40. So Will says he spoke as if he'd gone into the cosmos and come back, and he was there to tell us all about it and to take us there. So Michel continues. He says, have you made contact with the eternal? Mm. All right. You still obsessed with fire, <laughs> with, the, with the moment momentary. Mm. He didn't say fire. He said, you still obsessed with the momentary? Now, he's at this <laughs> point. Funnier if he said fire, though. He's not doing the Indian thing. He's more of the Spanish thing. Okay. He's like, when you're growing, when are you going to wake up? Uh. When are you going to realize what you're doing with this precious, <laughs> precious energy? <laughs> what are you doing with all of your precious energy, your precious that's opportunity? Uh, so that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, he tells them that he had the CIA training hasn't paid off. No, he'd been trained by a master that had led him to receive a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And Michelle says, "Stick around here." And you listen to what he said to you, you'll be liberated that much. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. So all these people are like, yeah, I want a spiritual teacher. I want somebody to teach me. Right. You know, one of them's like, I wanted a mentor. Especially I wanted a back guide. then, like, there's no, you know, access to information was much more difficult. You had to read, man. It's funny you mentioned that because this is going to be a big part of the like story. People are bored. Yeah. Well, but one of the guys was like, I was looking for a mentor. I mean, look, I get it. Hold on. I'm sorry. I, yeah. do, I don't mean to cut you off. I don't want yeah. to say life was so much more boring because you didn't have all this exciting technology. Yeah. But, you know, you, you had to, you know. You had to go search. Yeah. I mean, go. I lived during a time without it. Well, I remember how it was. I mean, you think go about. Go around, commu- run around, ride your bikes and shit. Right. But think <laughs> about communication back then. There were, there were the free press papers. That's how people would do, you know, dating. You sure, know, yeah, the classified. Oh, so the, a it's lot the basis of basis of the Pina Colada song. Oh, <laughs> you want to <laughs> keep going? How is that a basis for the song? That's the it's a it's two it's a couple cheating on each other through the and, classifieds. Yeah, and oh, they I meet, didn't know they that. Meet each other. Yeah, let's go back and listen to the lyrics. Okay, uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. All right. So anyway, one of the guys says, "Oh, my my other question actually. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off again, but keep a mark of where you're going to be." Yeah. My question is, um, did any of these people come uh, like as couples and was no. there a fee? No, 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 no fee as of yet. No couples. Uh, but this Chris character who I really loved in the film, he says, I wanted a mentor and I wanted somebody who was going to guide me. 
He said they do this in India all the time. There's gurus oh, so he there. Knows, like, Correct. Yeah, like, so he says this is just a modern day version of that in America. So next we see Michelle and he's sitting on a stage in a massive chair with a microphone in front of him. And he's singing a, a version of Buddy Holly's It's So Easy. Excuse me, a little music. There you go. There's probably like 100 people around him, and they're all rocking out. Yeah. And he goes, it's so easy to be in love. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to be in love. Oh, yeah. I found the answer. And the answer is, I am God. Oh my God! That's it. So that's that's the whole thing. It's like wow, he's that was incredible. He's, you look like Thriller. It, but the mute, Buddy Holly's rolling over in his grave. Yeah, he's like, that's my song, and you're not even coming close. You got like the first two parts right. Right. It's so easy <laughs> to be in love. It's so easy to be in love. I found the answer, and the answer is I am God. <laughs> so that's kind of the song, you know what I mean? <laughs> and all these people are just staring at him going like, this guy's the shit. <laughs> so I've never seen anything like, like these people have literally never seen anything ever. They're right. Just, it ain't so, Stranger Things out there back in the 80s. No. So we see more vintage films of Michelle leading them on hikes. Um, and again, they're always going to lakes. They always go to these lakes. And... Um, Here's the thing. They say he was contemporary. He wasn't some little old man with a gray beard sitting in a dhoti. He was wearing Speedos and Ray-Bans. Now, at the time, I would say he looked like he's in his late 30s. Um, and, but the Speedos and Ray-Ban, that's his uniform. Right. That's Speedos how, and Ray-Bans. Yep. So, Classic. I mean, if I think about the 80s, the Ray-Bans were there, yeah. but not the Speedos. Speedos are more of a 90s thing. No, it's more of a European well, okay. thing. It's more of a European thing, but also, but, but like the, you know, I guess for me the term and the brand kind of went together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so. if you're swimming, it's acceptable. I guess if you're hanging out, um, you know, in Morocco, it's yeah. acceptable. Yeah. But if you're just strutting down Main Street in USA, weird. You're a fucking weirdo. It's creepy. Yeah. Creepo. So anyway, he'd rumor it was rumored that he spoke four to five languages. Bullshit. Uh, he, they all say he was amazingly funny and witty and he had a childlike quality. He could dance. He was artistic. Nice. He's one of the group members says he was all the things that we wanted to be. Sure. And he was unlike anybody they'd ever met. And, uh, Radia says he encouraged me to drop all my ideas of what I thought I was supposed to be. Hmm. So next we see Michael getting a piggyback ride from another guy in a speedo. Fun. Uh-huh. And people are using the word namaste all the time. Uh, so that's, you hear that about them. 500 times fucking scene. Fuck these people. But it looks like a lot of the fun. The original fucking. Well, okay. Also. Yeah. Um, does it talk any, do we get into recruitment? How going, these people, we'll get there. Are we? You know me. I know you. So Will says he finally felt like he was on the right path. Now he attended every meeting, every group outing they would take. And even attended Michelle's weekly individual hypnotherapy sessions called cleansings. Oh, it's, this is like, this, I feel like this is where it all started, slow, dude. This is where it all it's a started. Slow, slow Ugh. burn. But that's what you got to do, dude. Yeah, when you're if the you're CIA good, or the no. FBI. Or if you're good, know. you don't just whip your cock out on day one. It's my point. I don't know, dude. You, I, I you, don't put the tip in, you don't put the tip in at month one. 
don't know, man. All right? You take your time. You don't put your tip in at month one. What does that even mean? I'm talking about fucking fucking, fucking everybody. Nah, you fucking... Um, you don't fuck every... Minute one. What are you talking about? Get out of my face. You got to keep these people long term. You got to lick it before <laughs> you stick it. You got to make the pussy. Okay. I don't remember what the line was from that stupid right. fucking movie. What was it? Booty Call? I had never... Do you think... Do I look like Jamie a guy Fox. who's ever seen a movie called Booty Call? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So... You look like you could have been in a fucking extra in it. Look, here's the thing. They all Gangly lived together. They all lived together. They all ate together. They played together. And uh, everybody that was in the Buddha field, that was their family. That was their circle. Yeah. So the commune. I mean, this is a big thing in the but 80s. But there's a difference between so, what, I, I know. Let a me explain legit the difference. Commune, legit communes are obviously ran correctly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, this is like a. Here's what's one. interesting. No, well, here's what's interesting. They didn't live in a commune. They all had their own personal houses. So, okay, good point. That's yeah. you're right then. Okay. So one of them, Radia, she lived in a house so and there's eight people in there. A club. Yeah, but it's like a club. It's like in the neighborhood, you know, everybody's close by each other, you know, but everybody, nobody went where home. Were they, where were they meet up? Uh, we'll get there. Okay. Everybody is hanging out. <clears throat> They're all living in different apartments close to each other. All right. Chris says, nobody ever went hungry. Nobody was going to become homeless. And you always had a place. That's cool. Everybody's supporting each other. So you know they're making food, you rotate, they're cooking, come yeah. around. Yeah, people you know, stop by. Th- you you get some borscht. You go down the street. Hey, get a, get a cup of iced tea. Sure. Hey, come in. Hey, you want to help me chop that one? Sure, no problem. Correct. Yeah, you're pretty much spot on. Now to answer your question, David says I didn't drink caffeine. Cool. I didn't drink a glass of wine. Okay. I couldn't imagine living a cleaner life. So they were encouraged to exercise, take care of themselves. They lived in these houses. They paid their own rent, but they also had jobs. But they would use whatever money was left over to pitch in and pay for whatever needed to be bought or built. Sweet. They were also very big on service for others. Okay? Okay. So Vera says, I love my service. I calculated I did 40 hours a week plus working full time. They also started doing service for quadriplegic people. Cool. Okay. So it made them sense like feel like they had a sense of purpose. Meals on wheels for wheels, <laughs> whatever or something. <laughs> I'm sure there's a joke there. I feel like I've heard it before, obviously. It's fun. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Meals on wheels on wheels. Something like, meals on wheels like a, for wheels. It feels like a family guy, something <laughs> or other. Hey, we'll take it. Yeah. So anyway, at this point, Will had become their de facto filmmaker. Okay. So he's in his late 20s, and he says, this is how I'm going to help the group. I'm going to document everything. Keep in mind, he went to film school. Sure. So they show a production. Which actually, nowadays, if Mm -hmm. you ask me, maybe not so much in the last 10 years, but honestly, film production was kind of felt like one of those things where you'd actually kind of get a job. I felt like a lot of those guys got jobs. First of all, it was hard to get into on a lot of good schools. Right. And a lot of those guys were just... They knew the equipment and they were trusted with equipment. And next, we see one of Will's films. Okay. And you know how films always have like a title card? Yes. You know, like production company? Yes. Theirs is called a knowing production. And of course, you have to have a company logo. Right. Well, that's Michelle's face surrounded Aww. by stars. <laughs> Yay. So the title of this film comes up and it's called A Satsang Film. Oh. So they're all in the middle on a retreat getting high off nature. Yes. Okay. 
high off life. And Michelle says, "Hey, you you build up a tolerance to that pretty quickly. Oh, you do. Yeah, getting high off life. Yep, that's uh, an Arge. That's Barker. why you need drugs. That's, exactly. That's an Arge Barker joke. <laughs> okay. So then, um, uh, Michelle begins speaking, and he says, "That would be your first commitment to dedicate your life to serve the knowing and your spiritual master's work on this earth." So it's basically Michelle being followed by members into these lakes and swimming pools, and then they get out of the lake, and they're bowing down, and they're kissing Michelle's feet. Uh, Then there's another shot where they're all just like walking and flapping their arms and wings, and they're running around in the rain. I saw the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So Will says his films were a way to give back to the group. They were a perfect medium for sharing Michelle's teachings. Mm -hmm. Will even directed a commercial for Wings. The, like Buffalo Wings style? No. Wing, oh, the show Wings. No. Wow, shit. Wings were a, um, a gadget, like a beret clip that, okay. was, that you put up in your hair. Okay. And it came together like a shark's mouth. Right, 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 and right. And apparently they were a big hit. Oh, like those, yeah. My, uh, you know, my sister had those back yeah, in the day. Late Just night. Like a, yeah, well, a one of the group members of the Budafield created wings. Like the original one? Correct. Wow. So now they have a ton Patents of money. and everything? Yep. Whoa. So now they got all this CIA. money. Not even close. <laughs> okay. Just somebody FBI. with an idea at the right place at the right time. <laughs> sure, but it. keep going there, <laughs> okay, ding dong. Anyway. So now they've got this extra cash. So that goes to support the master's travels. All right. Okay. And it was enough money that they allowed Will to be the full-time videographer for the group to capture and experience and share Michelle's message of love. So Philippe, he says, in the early days, we used to joke, hey, if we're in a cult, this is a pretty good fucking cult we're in. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) if you're not paying out of your pocket to be in it, not yet. I mean, you. Not yet. Okay, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, if you're good, you slow burn this yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, that's you what I'm when you have a lot of money, you don't blow your wad on day so one. So, what do we know about this guy up until this point? Exactly what I've told you. Nothing. Nothing. Man. All that he speaks four fake languages and right. has four <laughs> fake accents. Right. He can't keep the the, the <laughs> languages separate, so they all I can, blend. Hey, but to be fair, yeah. I honestly don't speak Armenian very well and don't yeah. speak Spanish very well, but yeah. I can kind of. You know, kind of speak a little bit of each, right? But you and, wouldn't blend them but together. I do blend them together. Oh, That's do. the thing. Oh, and I, okay. you know, and I spoke Armenian for years, even. Okay. Well, Will brings in his middle sister Lori into the group. Now, keep yeah. in mind, Amy, who is Emiliana, she's already in the group. Well, Lori gets her name changed to Cristala. All right. Okay. So Cristala slash Lori says, "My brother and sister said you have to come up here. It's beautiful." You'll get all the healing you need. But like, is the name changing relevant? Yeah, of course, man. Is it supposed to be like a releasing of your old person and a renewing of a new person? And at the same time, what else do you think it does? Legally do things or no? Yes. Ah. But at the same time. All of it, man. Wait, what does that mean though? Okay, I want to know. I'm curious. Okay. So anyway, Lori joins the group and they say, you're going to get all the healing you need and you're going to be able to heal from your eating disorder and heal from your rape trauma. And she says, I knew I needed healing. I was messed up. I had always mm. known that. So now... These are like f- first wave women's battered shelters kind of a thing. Well, when next we meet Gina. Now that's Will and Lori, or Crystal's mother. Yeah. Okay? So Gina says, we always supported our children and we do whatever we wanted to do. But they needed more answers. So we thought we could work to give them those answers, but apparently we didn't do enough. They needed something that we weren't getting. 
So then another prominent member of the group, Julian, says something happened. Something deep in me in that moment said, I will never leave this. Hmm. One day I asked someone to ask if there was something else I could do for the master. Oh no. Okay. It sounds, Anytime somebody's called a master, man. It sounds I mean, okay. so small, he said, but you can for make a fruit salad every morning. Oh. He's crying as he's recalling this. Oh. So Julian would go to the store and he would buy the most beautiful fruit. Yeah. And he started carving Buddhas like out of papaya. Wow. This guy did a full-on rendition of the Last Supper made <laughs> out of fruit. A lot of time on your hands. Uh-huh. He said, I was spending hours, and it was within my being. I was making a fruit salad for God. Was this a guy that was also working a second job? Yeah. Okay. And he's not kidding. They show pictures of his best work. Homeboy should have been on top chef, okay? For sure. Or chopped or whatever that shit is. He's yeah. spelling words out with strawberries, kiwis, and pineapple. Wow. He's doing landscapes with blueberries wow. and raspberries. Intricate carvings of a topless woman with her titty hanging out, shooting an arrow. Ah. He's on point. Dude knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. And I checked his work. He had all 12 disciples there, <laughs> okay? In the Last Supper piece, there wasn't one of those guys missing. He did a fruit tray with Michael when Michael got injured and was laying on his back. And it looks like Michael. And the Speedo is a oh, strawberry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you know what that I mean? fucking guy. And it, and it, reads, That's it reads, get well soon. <laughs> so then we also... I can already imagine it. We also see that uh, Julian has a shrine of Michelle in mm -hmm. his home that he prays to every day. Aww. So Julian says, That's one, healthy. one day I came home and my roommate, who was very closely serving the master, was taking one of my fruit salads and sliding it into a blender and making a smoothie. Wow. And I was just like, oh. Oh, my God. He took the fruits. <laughs> and I kept making those fruit salads, even yeah. though I knew he wasn't going to eat them. But there was nothing else that I could do to give to him. Sure. So then we're going to see a vintage film of Will's that was shot in Ar uh, Arcata, California. I don't know where that is. Do you? Nope. And it's called the Shakti Retreat. Okay. Sounds like somewhere like between here and Fresno. Yeah. I don't think it wasn't grapeviney. You know, it was more like Yosemite feel to it mm. or like Mammoth. Cool. Anyway, so the crew's going hiking in the mountains, and it opens with a man laying horizontal on a log, just hu hugging it. Okay. Okay. They're literally fucking tree huggers. Right. Um, then we see a woman, a woman. She's kneeling before Michelle, and then Michelle puts his thumb or index finger, it's tough to tell from the angle, right. on her forehead, uh -huh. and then he just starts jerking it really yeah. hard like this, shaking Fingering it rapidly, it. rapidly, okay. and all of a sudden, she passes out Whoa. and falls to the ground. Somebody's got to help her. Holy shit. And then they cut <laughs> to like a, a concussion. And then they cut, cut to another, a Shakti concussion. <laughs> they cut to another dude that's just passed out, fully passed out from his Shakti. Wow. So... Shakti, trying to open her third eye or something? That's what I wasn't Whoa. sure. So I looked it up. Shakti is the transference of energy mm. from the master to the disciple. Sick. They These people literally said they would leave there so blissed out and high without drugs. I want to try that. Yeah, so do I. Members describe this feeling <laughs> as... you Shakti me in my forehead, buddy? <laughs> Shakti afterwards? anywhere. Uh, members describe the feeling as my body started convulsing. Um, when, he when he touched me I was no longer myself one says it was a profound experience where I felt the current where I felt like oh there's electricity happening Yeah. 
One says, I saw a sort of flashing light, uh, like lightning sounds, so loud like a jet plane. Mm -hmm. It was pretty addictive. They're wasted on the Shakti, bro. One says, I was literally experiencing an LSD-like state. Wow. I wonder if, was the guy, when he was doing the, does he just have his regular hands yeah. on her? It's not like... No, only one hand. One hand. He's just like... Doesn't have a glove it's like on it, or anything? It's, he's like a roadie, a bull rider. But it's his bare hand, right? Yeah. One bare hand. Mm. But this one... <laughs> one band, new band name. <laughs> one bare hand. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to have a few band names. Here new band names hey. after... <laughs> one band... <laughs> one bare hand. So... Back to the chick with the LSD. She says, colors were moving around... There was a phenomenon attached to this. It's not just these good feelings I'm having. Now there's like this flashing light happening inside of me. Hmm. So Will says, there was a greater experience that only Michelle could reveal to us. Beyond the Shakti, he says. Hmm. It was the ultimate step that we needed to take us to enlightenment. So now we flash forward to 1989. Will's four years in. And it's another movie. It's called The Knowing Session. Okay. Okay. K-N-O-W. Yep. They're in Mammoth Lakes, California. Lovely place. The Knowing Retreat. Beautiful place. So at this point, Michelle says, you're all allowed to have one day set aside with me, and you're going to get a direct experience from God. Nice. It is called The Knowing. Cool. Now, here's the cliff notes on this. Apparently, this whole thing comes from the Bhagavad Gita. Do you know about Gita? Bhagavad That sounds like... Um, Hindu scripture? Yeah. This so sounds, uh, yes. it's it's part of the epic of the Mahabharata. I, I was just going to say, it's similar to the epic of... Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh. Okay. So it's dated to the fir- uh, second half of the first millennium uh, BC. Mm-hmm. So in, the, in this story, the Gita recounts a dialogue in the moments leading up to the war between the Pandava warrior Arjuna mm-hmm. and his charioteer and trusted advisor Krishna. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've who, heard this. Okay, so he turns out to be a worldly incarnation of Vishnu, a god who yes. serves as the supreme being in many forms of Hinduism. Matt, I've heard Matt LaCroix talk about this many a times. Okay, so all these people... Connects want, us to Pindar or something? I don't know. Epic of Gilgamesh, similar kind of stuff? Okay, I know. I, know. I only have so many hours a week sure, to fucking sure, study. Sure, gotcha. So anyway, Danielle says, yes, I wanted this. It resonated with me. I was like, I knew I knew it was possible. Well, Vera says, the knowing was the realization of being able to see and hear and taste God. Mm. So Michelle's... Yeah. Whole, <laughs> Michelle's I must take the master in. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Thanks for doing my foreshadowing. <laughs> so Michelle's holding court, wearing his Ray-Bans, short shirts, shorts. He holds a staff and he says, if you could only comprehend what it means <laughs> to finally have God be revealed to you in its purest form. So who wants to ask for the knowing today? <laughs> well, of course they all raise their hands. Yes. Like, give me the knowing, bitch. Mm-hmm. Danielle says, that was something that I felt like I had been looking for my entire life. My entire life up to this point. I'd gone to school. I got a degree. I had a great job. I was engaged. None of that mattered. What mattered was the knowing. Right. Now, here's the rub. One of the things that made the knowing so intriguing was not everybody is able to receive it. Okay? So we see all these people. Uh, 
Starting to sound very uh, Scientology-esque here. A little bit. Might be a couple levels to this shit. Yeah. So everybody's in neck high water. They're completely spaced out. They look like fucking zombies. Now, at this point, I'm trying to figure out, have these people had the knowing yet? I couldn't figure that out <laughs> watching the film. I don't knowing. Well, they all want the knowing, this promise of enlightenment. So a ceremony would occur over the course of several days where individuals were able to ask if they were ready for the knowing. The chosen would receive the experience of God. Vera said, you have to give everything up. And I know, and I will know, because you will be asked before you receive this experience. I'll know if you're telling the truth. So she's like, well, I better do some soul searching. Will says as devoted as as he was, he was still nervous that because he didn't think he was ready for the knowing. But then he says, one night, Michelle spoke to me alone. He had something he needed to tell me. He said he had been up all night fighting with God, fighting for his life, Mm -hmm. Will's life. It was fated that Will was going to be in a terrible accident. Wow. Will says he was supposed to die. He said, I needed to follow his guidance and I would be okay. It was hard to believe, but I trusted him. The very next day, I would find out if I received the knowing. So Radia, she's one of the original old timers. She says, this was the day I was going to meet God. Okay. This isn't the president. Right. It ain't Brad Pitt. It's fucking God. It's fucking God. You don't take fucking God. You don't take this lightly. So at this point, he sits down in a throne, just like C-3PO in the Ewoks in the village of Endor. It's like that. It's like that. It literally looks like the Ewok village. So Emiliana says, we're up in the woods, and he looks into our eyes with an open eye meditation, which I know nothing about. Okay. Open eye meditation. Mm -hmm. That sounds very difficult. She says it's completely overwhelming. And he said, what do you want? And she said, I want to have the knowing revealed to me. Right. Well, Philippe, he says, I got a different response. He was doubtful. He was really playing with that for me. And he said, I think you're ready for it. Oh, how come only girls get to get the knowing? Danielle says, he said, bow down. And I did. And he said, you will receive the knowing and you will know (laughs) God directly. (laughs) So now oh, at you this got point, a little knowing on your lip right there. Thanks. <laughs> clean that up a little bit. So we see the members walking away from Michelle's throne after they've received the knowing. <laughs> These people Fly. have tears streaming down uh, their fucking faces. They can is walk. It tears? They yeah. can't walk. They're yeah. stumbling. They're following. <laughs> They're crying. Their brains are melting. Yeah. All right. And well, from what I could gather from watching this, that day it looked like Vera, Radia, Murti, Philip, and Danielle, they all got the knowing. That they day. got it. Okay. So how many people that have we interviewed yet that haven't gotten it? Probably half. I'd okay. say it's 50-50. Wow, they interview a lot of people, huh? Oh yeah, there's like 12 major stars in this. How many people all together throughout the lifespan of it? And mm-hmm. how many years are we at so far? We're where I think we're in 91, so it's probably like six, seven years wow. since well, this is Will's journey. Yeah. But it's important to know when does it first start? Early eighties. But there were never more than probably 250 people in this cult. In the rotation? At one point. At one point. Got it. So Vera says, after receiving the knowing, she says, something in me changed. And literally for three days, I thought I was on an acid trip. 
I felt atoms. Mm-hmm. I saw things. And I kept checking myself like, is this real? One of them says, every time I connect the light, I'm just so amazed. It's not like there's just a light, like there's colors and patterns and they keep changing. I mean, there's like these spinning checkerboards, the brightest little dots and each one is a little rainbow. Electrons come flying over all the place. Now, my take at this point when I'm watching this is he dosed him on acid. Sure. Okay, that's what I was initially thinking. Because when you see people crying and stumbling, yeah, you're just like, okay, he's got, he had to have drugged him. I Something guess. ain't right here. So... Again, you know, everybody doesn't get the knowing. So that's going to piss a few people off, yeah. right? Well, you got to keep a hierarchy. Yeah, Emiliano was like, I've been around here longer than anybody. And he's starting to create officers. Why don't I get the knowing? Yeah. You know? Wow. She's like, this isn't cool. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, well, that's because those are old souls and you're not an old soul. You know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, it was t- hard because my brother got the knowing and I didn't get the knowing. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh-oh. Her sister... Cristala Lori says, "How exactly did her brother get the knowing? He's doing the film work. Maybe, uh, maybe you get slipped it in. Yeah. By the way, there's nothing worse when somebody brags to you about being an old soul. It's one of my pet peeves. <laughs> I don't even know what. I mean, what is that? Just they're like, like you like I'm old, an old things. Soul. You grew up broke with old things. No, no. <laughs> That's what I mean. They're, they're talking about their spiritual enlightenment. Like they've, they've. Been, this isn't their first time around the block. Yeah. On well, this everybody block. was playing with Power Rangers. You're still playing with GI Joes. You're an old soul." Okay. The fuck out of here. So anyway, um, uh, Cristala, who is yeah. the sister, says, my sister had been working like a dog for six years and he just strung her along. No knowing. You know, she's not getting the knowing. Well, Will says, when I got the knowing, it wasn't what I expected. He said, I saw light and heard sound. There was the no, no denying the beauty I was experiencing, but I was overwhelmed that too much was being asked of me and I was getting in too deep. Mm-hmm. So again... Nonstop giggling after they've made it down from the throne. Right. They went from crying and stumbling to just giggling and spaced out. Their mouths are like jaws agape to the floor. Right. And Michelle comes out after he's no to everybody or whatever you want to fucking call it. And he says, this is the real drunkness. (laughs) Drunk with the divine. It's what's happening here could be put in history books. 50 years from now, they will say there was time where this master walked on this earth and he held all these disciples and they got so drunk. (laughs) But they will not know this. They cannot put this in history books, but this is the real thing that counts. So more nonstop giggling. It's getting to the point where it's creepy. They're holding each other. And they just start doing the rocking thing. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Fucking so MK Ultra shit, dude. We see another film, okay? And uh, Will starts up his car. Okay. And he the camera pans to the dashboard, and he's got a little shrine of Michelle on his car dashboard. All right? All right. He says that he loved the service he was doing. Well, eventually, Michelle pulled Will in close to do service for him directly. He was always told it was an honor to serve him, and he felt privileged. So he was allowed to ask about anything and became very accessible. And he said, I started to find out the details of Michelle's life. Well, he'd been an actor. He'd been a dancer in the Oakland Ballet. Oh. Uh-huh. 
but he danced and worked out constantly. His duty was also to massage <laughs> him and yeah. give him adjustments. So he's good looking, like buff dude. Yeah, they're all buff. They, uh, I, again, I saw most of these people, they were all pretty well, in shape. And Will says, we were called body workers. Okay. So eventually, Work that body. he moved into the apartment next door to his. He shared it with Philippe. Cool. And they transformed their entire living room in a dance to a dance studio just for Michelle's use. Come on, I I mean, can you imagine? Yes, like, I can. Hey, Philippe, let's sit down and watch Cheers. And he's yeah. like, "We can't. Michelle's <laughs> got to use our living room for the dance studio this yeah. week." So Philip was like, "Look, I'm a very devotional person. I love to honor people." And they show him waiting on him. He's like serving him drinks, and you know, um, Michelle with acid, and <laughs> probably. Michelle said, uh, you are just using me as an excuse to serve. So he says, people bow to Jesus, and you're just using me as that. I'm not anything. So hmm. Jennifer says, we were feeling special, important, and loved and supported. We were constantly telling him how much we loved him and how amazing that was. And she says, think about that. There's 150 people every day telling you how amazing you are. That's got to be pretty powerful. Well, Michelle was very disciplined. And here's the thing. He loved ballet. Of course. It was a daily ritual. Master did. The master, Michelle. Yeah. yeah. It was a daily ritual for him. And then Michelle made it be their daily ritual. To dance. All of them. How? In ballet. Bunch, oh, actual classical ballet kind they of turned, They turned Will's living room into a ballet studio. Wow. That's the start of it. That's the start. So then you see them, they're renting out like rehearsal space. For like ballet. Lessons? Michelle's classes. Michelle's to what age range of children? Uh, no, people. no. They're all like in their 20s and 30s okay, and 40s. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But Michelle makes them practice four hours a day. Jesus. Uh-huh. Some communist shit. People right are there. like, it was like going to school again. They said 90% of these people fucking hated it. I so love it. So we see this queen... In his ballet studio, and he's in his leotard prancing That's around. So fucking lame, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's this just got lame real <laughs> quick, Mike. What was your other name, Fred? Let's go, Fred. Philippe, Will, whatever. So Michelle's barking orders at them on the dance floor. He's like, "Drop it right now." You do the dance again. He saw an episode of I Love Lucy. And he's like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Yeah. And do it right. More bonbons. <laughs> Show me more bonbons. So then he says, the only one allowed to make a mistake here is me. So now he's nice turn, turning more Spanish. He's turning more, uh, what do you call it? Puerto Rican Puerto almost. Rican? Oh, fuck. <laughs> so then. They're all duped by a Rican? Then he's sitting in his chair one day, and he goes, have you ever seen anything more silly than to be bothered sex? And then he starts going, ha, 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 And the groupies are eating it up, and they're just laughing their asses off. I love it. So then it's made clear. He tells the group, you can't have sex with anybody. All right? Wow. There's no drinking. There's no drugs. There's no caffeine. There's no sex. And um, he said it was too dangerous to have sex. And then it would take away from your energy. Oh. So then we see him next walking around in his banana hammock, performing Shakti on a Buddha figurine in his backyard bird feeder. He's just like practicing, doing Shakti. Okay. <laughs> just like his finger in the bird feeder? Sweet. Figuring the Buddha's head in the bird feeder. Sick. So we're going to get back to satsang. 
Okay. What's that saying? <laughs> I don't know. The community time. Yeah, yeah, no, yes. Okay. Right. So Michelle says, what happens during sexual orgasm? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Goes a little death. One who has experienced the orgasm of meditation, that's the greatest orgasm. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like some tantric shit these again. These people are like, I haven't had sex in three years. I know. He's talking right? about, I'm practically juicing my pants just <laughs> listening to this guy talk about orgasms. Boy guy says, look, we got to the point where we had to have sex. He said, yeah. we, just, we, we changed the name privately to Booty Filled. What? <laughs> yep. Wow. It was an inside joke. Booty field. It was like the spiritual haven of beautiful people, and everybody's just fucking everybody, but it was on the down low, and yeah. Michelle wasn't allowed to know. Sick, dude. So. <laughs> the inmates are running the prison. About the time, asylum. right? Yeah. So then we go to Maui, Hawaii. Well, I Will Kua brewing. Will says um, Michelle took him and a few others, a few other helpers to Hawaii. Of course, in addition to the, all the fun and meditation, we still had our regular duties serving Michelle. I was his masseur, and I was on call 24-7. So they show them out in the middle of nowhere, and they've carried a massage table for Michelle up into the hikes that they're going on. Okay. And then he'll take a break and be like, That's I need, lame. I need a like, massage. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Will says he never felt better in his life. Healthy, huh. loving, and loved. Yeah. said, I had my doubts, but I worked hard to overcome them. So they're going boogie board and they're snorkeling. Yeah. Will's making him food, more fucking fruit trays. All right. Well, Michelle says to be a person is to be a mask. And you never know who you're going to talk into behind the mask. Right. Once in a while, he misses little words. Yeah. Kind of funny. The real person is somewhere inside the mask. You have to stand naked in front of God. Isis made you in your body of light. The master only represents God on earth. And if you can stand naked in front of your master, you can stand naked in front of God. <laughs> yes, yes so you can. I think you see where this is headed, right? I do right? see where this is headed. So it turns out Michelle had trained as a hypnotherapist, and he'd invite them all over for therapy sessions, which he called cleansings. And he'd charge him 50 bucks. Of course he would. <laughs> okay. Fucking creep. So they all had therapy every week in regression hypnotherapy. That's where you go back to trauma, relive it, and you change, and you're empowered. He'd say, I'm going to count to 10, and you're going down the steps. And he has this really deep hypnotic voice, okay? Close your eyes, back in time, down the steps. Then he'd snap his fingers, and you're there. How old are you? Where are you now? And within a few minutes, I was wailing and crying like I'd never cried in my life. Then you'd like hit the pillow and scream and cry and we're done. I mean, you literally float out of that place. It was amazing. I divulged every secret, every thought, every fear. I exposed it all. Wow. So we heaped, we actually hear one of the uh, taped hypnotherapy sessions, okay. aka the cleansing. Oh, God. And he so goes, act, I was just thinking about that. So it's actual like hypnotherapy. Yeah, yeah. Like but then he goes, whatever, hypnosis. whatever transpired here between you and I. Oh, back to India, no? <laughs> He's all over the map. Know, it's not I know, me. I know, I know. Uh, why do I have bad breath or something? <laughs> <laughs> Is that <laughs> what the, he really says? No, that's what I figured out. It sounded uh, like. Uh, Remember Ghostbusters too? Yes. The art guy oh, who's yeah. attracted to Dana. Yeah, the, 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 He's the, like, um, well, why don't you do you not like? I think I am pretty man or something. <laughs> the scrolly little guy. Yeah. So anyway, he says, 
<laughs> Whatever transpired here between you and I should be kept here. Do you have anybody that you talk to about everything that you do or think or say? So Will says, Michelle gave us, at this point, this is when they get their names. Right. Okay. The names moved beyond our past to create a new way of seeing ourselves. It was a common practice in the group. So Amy is now called Emiliana. Lori's called Cristala. Mm-hmm. And Will gets his name changed to Francisco. We see more images of Will waiting on Michelle. He's washing him. And Michelle's wearing like a, a, a neon pink dong thong at this point. Sexy. He's putting <laughs> shoes on his feet. He dries them off with a towel. Well, at this point, um, Will... Amy slash Emiliana, mm-hmm. Lori slash Cristala, right. Will slash Francisco. Got it. Now Francisco. Okay. They go back to their mother. Yeah. And they say, uh, just, you know, we changed our names and you're going to call us this now. And Gina's like, we're not going to call you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, those are the names we gave you yeah, and get, get used to it. Yeah. And they're like, well, thanks for dinner. And also just, you know, we're detaching from you. <laughs> and she's what does like, that mean? That's no more dependent. No, can't claim yet. Oh, now the now the this guy's gonna use me as their tax benefit. Probably sick. But the whole point is, Michelle's instructed them to be like, go tell your mom you guys have new names and yeah. that you're basically never gonna talk to her again. Fuck. Yeah. So Emiliana says, I didn't feel like I was in a cult. He always told us we're a non-group or an anti-cult. Okay, that's what all the grades say. By right. the way, Marks. So, what? Marx, Lenin, the, all the greats. <laughs> okay, so I, I was thinking more along the lines of like Manson. All right. You know. Oh, those are greats, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Vera says her dad was dying at this time, and she's getting ready to go see her dad before he dies. And mm-hmm. Michelle's like, no, 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 you can't go see him. Oh. You know, this is how, mean. This is how you break the bond. You right. just don't show up. Right. So back to West Hollywood, California, they're in a satsang. Yes. And it opens with Michael walking out on the stage. Uh, he's in front of his throne. He's wearing these bright purple pants. Sick. He walks in. Namaste. Huh. Uh, if you have fallen under the spell of this controlling, brainwashing <laughs> fellow, I beg you, please <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Stage presence. Yeah. So all these people are laughing it up because you know he's basically saying like, if people are saying you're in a cult. They're out of their fucking mind. Right. And they're all eating it up. No so alcohol either. There's nothing. Nothing. So Jennifer, she's in the cult. Her dad or family, they hire a private investigator to start following her around. Well, they found out that she was in the group. The private investigator goes and tells her family and says, don't worry about it. It's just a benign group. They're not dangerous. It'll right. be harder to pull her away. Well, Danielle says her family freaked out, accused her of being brainwashed. And they wanted to hire somebody to program her. And she's like, well, I'm an adult. You can't do shit. And Will joked. They actually joked and said, we knew that we looked funny following a man in a Speedo. But it turns out some people didn't see it that way. So let's go to 1991. It's year six. Right. There's some infiltration into the cult. Ooh, by... Mm -hmm. An outsider Uh named Kenny. Well, Kenny falls in love with a chick that's in the group. And he's not in the group. And they're, you know, he's stalking this woman. Uh-oh. And the cult's like, we got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. Well, Kenny accuses Michelle of being a cult leader, and he goes to the Cult Awareness Network, which is an organization 
that finds these calls, puts them on a watch list, nice. etc. So Ken, Kenny, no Ken, the oh, name Ken. of the, the, <laughs> the Golden Network Network, correct? Yes. So, according to Will, parents would pay Cult Awareness Network to go in, kidnap their their children. I don't know why they call them children; they're adults at this point, right? And deprogram them. Well, this was Michelle. well, they are, but they are actually those people's children. Correct. I got, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So this was Michelle's worst nightmare come true because he didn't want the Budafell to become a cult or be called a cult. So according to the members, it was no longer about the knowing anymore. It mm-hmm. was no longer talking about God. It was and about love. fucking tap dancing and doing your pirouettes <laughs> and shit. Yeah. One and two and three and four and one and two. <laughs> and Michelle doesn't want to lose this. So he says, we got to get the fuck out of Dodge. It's like a bad episode of I Love Lucy. So in the middle of the night, Michelle takes off. He takes Will with him, a cook. And of course, the, what's, the one thing, what's the one thing else besides a cook you can't leave without? Uh, a bar back. No, you, oh. <laughs> you need <laughs> Sorry. a massage worker. Massage worker. There so you. they get a massage worker to go in the middle of the night. And Will's like, well, hey, where are we going? And he's like, we're just going. Everybody else stays in Los Angeles waiting on instructions. So one of them says, I didn't have a credit card. I didn't have any money. I didn't have a bank account, no phone, nothing. I was just living underground with them. So all of the members then at this point decide to send him private videos because they miss him so much. And they're uh-huh. like, they're all like cra- clasped with their yeah. hands in prayer. And one of them- Propaganda videos. One of them goes, Michelle, thank you for reminding me to be a thousand percent disciple. I'm so deeply in love with you. There's no meaning in my life except you. And whatever it takes to be with you again, whatever fire I am willing to go through it. Thank you, my life. Namaste, master. (laughs) Namaste. (laughs) So they show these videos one after another, and they're just zombies at this point. I guess all I can say is thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for letting me love so much. My heart is yours, my Lord. So... They're running around, the three of them, the massage therapist, the cook, Will, and Michelle, trying to figure out where to go. According to Will, Michelle became obsessive at this point, and he convinced them that every Christ figure that walked the earth had been killed because they brought very unconventional and radical ideas, and society didn't like it, and that's how they end up dead. Right. So, Like Jesus himself. Pretty much. So the members start talking about what they know of Michelle. This guy just turns water into other water. (laughs) So at this point, they start talking about his background. Well, one of them hears that his mother died at a young age. So did his brother. There's a rumor that he came from a wealthy family, maybe in South America, possibly Venezuela. But he hung out in San Francisco in the 60s, and he was into dark arts groups, whatever that should mean. Uh, One of them did find out he originally came to America to become a movie star. Mm. He wanted to be famous. Right. So they find out his name. Like everybody. Everybody in LA. They find out his real name is Jamie Simone Gomez, but he changed his stage name to Michelle Rostand. Oh. And he was an actor. And he was actually in Rosemary's Baby. Mm, you ever movie. seen it? Yeah, sure. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Remember at the end when the devil's there in the baby basket and all that shit? Vaguely. Yeah, so there's a shot of him. He has no lines, but diner? he just turns. No, it's in the house, in the yeah, apartment. House. Okay. He just turns. You see his face. That's it. Oh, uh, okay. Now here's. So nothing, like he's not, no speaking roles. No, but he was oh. still in Rosemary's Baby. That's pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah, yeah. So 
According to another member that did some digging, they found out he'd been a gay pornographic movie star. Well, a porn star. And Whoa. one of them was like, that's hogwash. But he didn't get the, uh, was poppycock? <laughs> it's hogwash? Well, he didn't get credits for the gay porn thing? We'll get there. We'll get <clears throat> sorry, there. Sorry, sorry. You know me. I do the digging. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, Don't say that around gay porn. Now, according to the film, they also, uh, he also claimed, because apparently he taught acting classes back in the day. He said he was an Airport 75, carnal knowledge. These are all movies. Yeah, the Hitchcock mm-hmm. film Topaz. Uh, the moneymaker, but I when I went to IMDb, there's only two credits. Any, oh. any I guess is what they are besides Rosemary's Baby? Um, it's not, it's not this one, is it? <laughs> it's <this laughs> oh one. Jesus Christ! It's holy hell! Oh God! So uh, that's amazing. Wait, was he actually interviewed for this? No. Is he dead? No. We don't know yet. You're gonna or, find out. We're gonna find out if he's dead or not. Well, he was not interviewed for this. N- well, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we're gonna get there. Okay. So, not directly, I should say. So then they also find his paperwork and they show that he holds a certificate as a re- registered hypnotherapist from the American Hypnotherapy Association. Okay. He also holds a certificate of con is it canonical or canonical? Can- Con-con- conical? Canonical establishment from the primatial chancery of the archdiocese okay. of SS Peter and Paul Mercarian Orthodox Church. And lastly, a certificate as a behavioral therapist in the state of California. So the man's got his accreditation. I guess. I mean, they sound like something they just kind of take a class for. It doesn't seem, it looks, sounds like a bar, bunch of bar licenses. <laughs> well, back in the bar, day. A bunch of bartending licenses. Yeah. I mean, who knows how you I mean, got most them. of those things are you just pay to get them. Probably. They were dated like 87, I know. Yeah, especially back then. So at this point, the four of them are on the road for like six months. They're going to Sedona. They're trying to find a, a new home base. Oh, well, they decide on Austin, Texas. Oh, okay, but that property's doing pretty well right now. Of course it is. But at this, this point, guy's the Joey Rogues of uh, the the <laughs> '80s, the first Joey Rogues, the first Joe Rogan, yeah, St. Rogies uh, Crusade. That's right. So <laughs> the Crusade. So one of his disciples bought him a house in the suburbs, not a coal property, just his house. So everybody else, you know, the idea is they'll migrate with him. Correct. But before they do, he changes his name from Michael Rostand and just goes by Andreas. Single name. Single, just Andreas. I just go by Andreas. Right. And I only speak in this accent now. Correct. I don't remember which accent he does. Uh, But at this point, everybody's stuck in West Hollywood. They have jobs. They have mortgages, leases. They broke everything. Imagine they just, they're like, okay, you stay over there. We're just going to keep doing whatever we were doing before now. Right. We'll just do it here without you. That's what I would be doing. That's what I would have done. So anyway, they migrated to Austin to recreate the Budafeld. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at this point, uh, Andreas, we should call him, he's recruiting. But he's specifically recruiting people that loved ballet oh, because what? he loved the ballet dancing. You know, he started yeah. out just doing the stuff in the apartment, but he's got wow. bigger plans. This is turning lame really quick. Yep. He also recruits out of yoga classes um, because that's where the beautiful Sexy. people were. Yeah, I like it. Yep. The so, first Bikram yoga. Even though he wanted new disciples, Andreas was still hesitant to let anyone get too close to him. Mm-hmm. He kept How many telling, people were like really close to him, would you say? Six people? Seven people? No, no, no. Way more than that. Oh, I would wow. say probably about 40. Oh, that were like really super close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. That like at any one of them could be 
named head chancellor at any point. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't you... Head, head, head of ministry? Yeah, head, head Gugini or whatever you would call it. Right. Head of propaganda? Yes. Uh, everybody needs a Joseph Goebbels. Goebbels. All right. Yes. So anyway, um, he kept warning them, There's you got to be afraid of the outside world because it's 1993. Agoraphobia. Well, not in that, not that Agoraphobia. Sense. He's talking about the feds because in 93, Waco goes down. Remember? The first Waco. The Branch Davidians, David Koresh. They all ended up in flames. Yeah. Okay. Well, I remember. At the time. Isn't there another Waco that happened like more recently though? There was a scandal with the, uh, the big, uh, the, ah, uh, what was it? Wasn't there like a Waco, like the a Baylor inside of base inside of a base? Something happened in Waco, Texas base. I think there's an old missile base that somebody turned into a rental property. Okay. Is that mind. what you're thinking was, of? I'm not talking about an Airbnb. No, that that's what it is. Though. All right. Let's continue. Okay. Anyway. So Michelle's freaked out that they're going to be labeled the next Waco and the right. feds they're are going to come, come in on and just to slaughter them. them. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they start doing uh, role playing sessions with each other oh. in case the feds come knocking and this is what you're supposed to say. This is what you're not supposed to say. So yeah. this guy's so good. He's having like people that he knows in Europe. To be fair, yeah. To the feds, mm-hmm. it's very cult like behavior. Yeah, fair enough. Yes. He's having friends that he knows in Europe pretend to be his cult members and send like postcards to their parents. Like, hey, we're all fine. We're just in Europe right now. Oh, cool. So at this point, Will, he's kind of promoted. And Michelle's like, we need head, you. Head Boomba. We need to get you to get some disciples so they can rake the leaves and Uh-oh, shit. The fir- <laughs> and the first multi-level marketing situation was created, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Two well, by two dot net. It's Texas. There's a lot of brush to fucking cover. Yeah. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this place. So then he's got his new place in Austin. Right. The cult members come, they clear the brush, the rake and leaves. Mm-hmm. They're polishing the Buddha sculptures. And they, uh, they even create uh, a garden and a sanctuary. And, uh, you know, things kind of quieted down. The, the, I've got two guys raking for me and they've got two guys raking for them. <laughs> And the other three guys got three guys rigging underneath them. And I'm diamond platinum level right now. And, I just, and all I got to do is pay $150 a month and I get all these amenities. All right, let's go. So then they build an aviary. Oh, beautiful. Uh-huh. For birds? For birds, bunnies. Uh-huh. Um, uh, there's is also, it a nice one? Or is it it's very nice. Like, like how big are we talking? Pretty big. I mean, they have a wallaby <clears> in there. Okay, well, these to, that doesn't okay. Yeah, but then there's a problem. Okay, now is an aviary, aviary. Yeah, um, is it completely covered? Inclo- yeah, completely. It looked like it's it. not just kind of like a big canopy. Here's the thing. At first, I thought it was, but then you'll learn why it's not. I see. But we're not there yet. So, but then here's what happens. There's a huge rat infestation that breaks out. Oh, yeah, it's almost biblical in proportion. Uh oh. So, like maybe somebody planted the, the rats that's what i was thinking oh fuck so but then uh they're instructed that they have to kill all the rats and they're literally by walking. michelle michelle says you got to kill all the rats yes so they're literally walking around with shuttles decapitating rats sick over and then and over, they and like, over again yeah but they felt like they were he, michelle was turning his the disciples into their own his own warriors his yeah, own yeah. army yeah so this is when it gets a little weird because we're going to go back to dancing. It's it's 97. Well, Andreas, as you know, loved to dance. So he said, I need a theater. Somebody build me a theater. So they went out and bought a build piece. Me. 
Yes. Whoa. They bought a piece of property. Do you think you can build a theater? I watched these motherfuckers, and it's not a tiny theater. It's big? It's pretty big. How many people at this point are in the cult? I mean, a couple, maybe 150. Wow. So here's the Strong. thing. Yeah, Julian gets young, good looking, strong, 20s. physical, strapping. They're in the to sun. Go. They're not fucking, hammers. so they're working. Nope. They're not. They're not quote unquote fucking. So Julian gets the task to build the theater, and he's like, "I'm on it." So then Andreas would come and say, "I don't like the back of this building. I don't like what the windows are. I don't like the walls. Take it all down. Start over again." It's like this is like his French. This is like his Serge from uh, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. Yeah. So Sarge. they build the whole theater and take it back down again. <sighs> and they have this to, is like some real... He makes them rebuild the theater again. Mental now, f- tr- mental gymnastics shit he's doing with correct, this cocktail. Fuck, correct. me off, man. Yep. And then he literally says to Julian, this is a teaching for you. Mm. It doesn't matter when the building is built. What I care about is your awakening during the process. And if you don't get the building done next week... <laughs> a prick. Yeah. Now, have there been any people at this point, famously or infamously, like left by this point that have caused any shakes? No. So he has. So he's been gaining subscribers every month, mm-hmm. not losing any. Nobody's. They, they nobody's show, down thumbing him. They show the completion of this theater. Yeah. It's massive. The second one. Yes. All indoor. Yes. It's like gorgeous. Bathrooms. It's made of stone. What? It's a big circular. How stone long does it building. take? Dude, when you got 150 cult members working for free, I wow. who knows? So this is the thing. In Austin. In Austin. In like the desert? I, it's Austin. Okay. It's, it's all the desert. Yeah, right. It's not I mean, it's not I mean, desert. It is, it it's is. just, you know, I mean, humid then, shit. But yeah. trees, there's trees and lakes in Austin. Mm. So here's the thing. Yeah. Once the theater is built, he begins choreographing choreographing. Choreographing. Choreographing ballets. He ramps up the training schedule <laughs> every day. You have to. Oh, uh, he's got to do. They got to do fucking uh, ballet and. Uh, damn it, dude! I and you have to have it. a full time job. You fucking you built the theater, then you got to dance in it. God, yeah, that's and like you making have, the. But you also have to work. Oh man, this sucks. now these aren't just like your so, little high school productions. Yeah. These are full-blown Broadway type shows. Wow. They're Lights, ordering everything. Everything. Whoa. They're getting fabrics Sets. flown in from Los oh, Angeles. And where is this money coming from? I don't know. Where are the crowdfunding? Where is this? They this is before. Do they ever talk about it? No. Nope. I mean, they never nope. get to it. They really don't discuss money. Fuck, man. Sets. I don't want to keep bringing it up. But sets were being okay. designed. Everybody was involved. Now, here's the weird part. They would rehearse them for a year straight. Ah. Okay. And then comes showtime. Yep. Guess like high school. Guess who's invited? <clears throat> um, everybody. Nobody. Oh. They perform the for entire nobody. ballet for no one. Only one time. Oh. That's, that's it. That's cool. Isn't that weird though? Mm, something special about it though. Well, at this point, he's got a chauffeur, he's got his cook, he's got people cleaning his house. That's not so much. That's not as weird. That's the that's the cool part about that. Okay. The camaraderie of doing the thing and you do you have your show even though it's for nobody it doesn't matter if it's for anybody it's really for yourself. Like you practice one ballet for it, a year you're learning, straight. You're learning. Okay, that's not even the weird part about it. It's okay. weird that they're forced to do it, but yeah. the thing that that's you find that cool. Uh, that part of it is not the weird thing. The weird thing is like them being forced and like them not just you know. 
And maybe some of it is fun for some of them. So it's like, ugh, all right, I'll keep doing this shit. It's sort of like band, being in band when you're in high school, even if you don't want to be in band. You're just like, ah, I'm just going to keep doing it just because my friends are in it. Well, at this point, he's got the chauffeur, he's got the cook, he's got the full-time cleaning staff. And he, when he goes out in public, there was one guy's job who had this special chair they would carry on his back. Fuck me. Just to carry his chair. Fucking God damn it. I hate this guy. (laughs) So I hate this guy, dude. He would tell people, Hey, what are you doing? He's like Chewbacca. He's making people Chewbacca him. Like with C3PO. C3PO in the back when he's all mangled. He'd call people up and say, what are you doing? They'd be like, Oh, I'm just in bed. And he's like, you need to get out of bed. Oh, you have service to do. (laughs) So my service, my cock. (laughs) We'll get there. Yay. They say at this point, all he wanted to do was control the social lives and interactions of everybody and what they did. It was presented as your spiritual guidance. What's best for your soul? We were not allowed to read books, watch TV, or listen to radio. He became upset when somebody bought a TV. And he said, why did you buy a TV? And the guy was like, I didn't know I was supposed to talk to you about buying a TV. Yeah. So... One girl gets a dog, and he's yeah, where'd like, you get the money to buy the TV? <laughs> All the extra money that you're not spending on TV is supposed to be given to me. One girl gets and a I'll dog. I'll decide if I'm we're gonna get a TV or not. One girl gets a dog, and he's like, well, "What are you doing?" Yeah, we're and gonna she's eat like, that dog now. <laughs> she's like, "I thought it was okay to get a dog," and he was like, "No, no, 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 no. you go send the dog back." Yeah. So she's totally feeling like publicly shamed, and then she's like, "He just didn't like fucking dogs." Yeah. So cats okay? (laughs) They didn't say. Apparently, the only animals they saw were the wallaby, the parrots, and peacocks. He had tons of peacocks in the Avery. So um, we see more of the home movies, and he's performing on a stage, and he's dressed up like Miss America. Literally has the sash that says Miss Universe, and he's got a tiara in it. So he's dressed up like Miss Universe, not Miss America. It was Miss Universe. Yeah. So. Then we see a here she comes (laughs) down. We see a video that they made, and for some reason he goes full blown Indian voice on it. Uh oh! But it's called. It's like when he wants to be sexy and cool, he's like either like or no no here here's when he wants to be like sexy and romantic, he's like Spanish. When he uh-huh. wants to be like insightful for like art and it's culture, Indian. he's no, he's French. Oh. When he wants to seem intelligent, then it's he's Indian. Indian. I think you might be right. Well, they showed this video that he made. It's called Femme Fatale. And it was yes. a song he wrote. I've seen this. About the negative effect. I've seen parts of this. It's it's Memed. about the negative effect sex had on spirituality. Sick. So Will jumps at the chance because he was like Oh, this wasn't just about the, you know, the Buddha filled. It was a public satire against the women who Andreas thought were being too sexual. Okay. Overthinking it. Will <laughs> a public satire? Get the fuck out of my face. What does this guy think this is here? Again, how is it a he's sat- either, he's, But how's it a satire if nobody's gonna see it? Yeah, they just exactly. do it for themselves. I mean, I guess so it's by golly, I guess it might be satire. Hold then. on. It's a Bollywood style video, and Andreas is wearing full blown Aladdin pants. 
and he's surrounded by the belly dancers. They do close-ups on these big titties shaking. Sick. You ready for the lyrics? Yeah. Give me a little bat. Not you not do you do, do just do what you're doing. Do, 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 do. Yeah, do, so he goes, he starts out like this. If you are incarnated in a woman's body, you can be a gobe or you can be la fatal. La Every man is a possible catch. I love it. That's so crazy. So at the end of the Fame Fatal video, all you see is a woman walking down the street and she gets hit by a garbage truck. What? Yeah. Like fake. Yeah. It's like CG'd. It's not even CG. Okay. It's a dummy. And oh, then, okay, okay. And then you okay. see her shoes go flying up in the yeah, air. Yeah, what am I thinking CG'd? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm stupid. You, you see her, yeah, her yeah. shoes go flying up mm -hmm. in the air, and then her dog comes. She actually wraps around a pole herself <laughs> and starts hanging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I've seen him. But wait, when was the actual, like, Bollywood? That's always really, existed. Since, like, the 70s, at least? Like earlier, I think. 50s, 40s, yeah. 60s? It's been around forever. Sweet. So... Another member says he did not like anyone to have a normal sex, natural sex life and how he treated sexuality was uh, juvenile. And, and they were, they're, they're totally right because he's in the throne one day. Yeah. And he's pretending to jack off with an O face. He's just going like, oh, oh. but he's clearly just pretending. Joking. Yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> go fuck yourself if you think this is a cult. Oh, oh. <laughs> So <laughs> it's time for a new member to show up. Let's hear it. All right. Sophia shows up. She is a uh, just a beautiful, beautiful woman. Okay. Well, she gets special treatment. Guess why? Because she can dance Aww. like a motherfucker. Yeah, dancing so on that Chris, cack. who I really liked, he falls in love with Sophia. And um, Andrea says, you need to go spend as much time as possible with Chris, but you know not to have sex with him. Just go build out the tension. <laughs> Pretty much. He's a total cock blocker. Yeah, go Andreas. Be, yes, I want to get this so horny so that when I touch her <laughs> vagina, she explodes. So, the go. mere thought. Okay. He also told five other women in the group, you're not allowed to date Chris because it would be bad for his spiritual development. Now, Chris is a straight man. Mm -hmm. Okay. So according to other members, he, they're constantly getting mixed messages about sex. They were told they were not their bodies and not to get stuck in sex and to transcend all that stuff. And yet they were all obsessed with how they look. The women all wear makeup. People had plastic surgery. All the guys had to go to the gym, work out, and wax their bodies. He didn't like fat people either. He got obsessed with plastic surgery and started suggesting people to get their eyes done wow. or to have their cheekbones, cheekbones done. Mm -hmm. And their chins. Members hmm. would go clean up his bathroom and they would find piles of fake eyelashes yeah. and mascara and all the concealers that he wore on a daily basis. Okay. So people are like, there's a dichotomy. He's saying this body that we have is a carcass and it's going to die. And here but he then, is. Yeah, he's like being trying he's to like, be vain. Yeah, you guys need to look better. Well, he at this point had so much plastic surgery He's starting to look deformed and scary, like on one of those reality shows where people have too much plastic surgery. Now, this guy, like, 
go and come at like does he ever just go for times like does he ever leave if he's got to go to the plastic surgery's office well yeah but like he doesn't like i wonder if he's just always around there if he's he just, ever leaves or if he goes just, and comes he's as he on the compound <clears throat> but here's the thing before he would he would get his own plastic surgery he would have other people do it because he was afraid and he wanted to see what it looked like uh-huh, before he died. interesting yep so um at this point, he starts to be big on this concept of you need to drop your mind because people are questioning things. And he says, you're in your mind. It's time for you to drop the mind. OK, uh, Chris, says, you don't want to be in the mind. No thoughts. If you're having thoughts, <laughs> you're not connected to meditation mm-hmm. and to God. So Chris says the only truth that's left is the truth that I am told. And who is the highest authority in the group? It's the master. Right. So Andreas told them, you guys can't have children either. Aw. Because spiritual growth and children don't always go together. I just think it was like dogs, you know, like fucking kids either. So Vera gets pregnant. And he says, you have to go have abortion. Aw. And she's like, well, I kind of want the kid. And he's like, it's abortion or community. You stay here, you have abortion. So she got the abortion. Aw. Mm -hmm. So Vera says, I was with somebody in the community. This is after the abortion. And she fell in love with this guy. And she got pregnant and thought it would be okay. And then Andreas goes up to her and says, we're going to kick you out if you don't have the abortion. So she had another abortion. So, And who's uh, she getting pregnant by? Does it ever say? No. But we're going to fast forward. But keep in mind, since this group has begun... It's year 16 since Will's been around. There hasn't been one child born in the group. Mm. Okay? So Will says sometimes... That's not good for you Social Security. About, remember you were talking about the birds and you had some yeah. questions about yeah. the cage? Yeah, I did. Because so, the cat's coming in, I'm assuming? <laughs> no. One day, some bird escapes from the cage. No, no. Mm-hmm. Never, can An expensive bird? It looked like a pricey one. <clears throat> They and get pricey. I got I got a friend that has a bunch of them. Well, the bird escapes, so Andres decides to use the birdcage as a teaching moment and a metaphor. And he says, mm-hmm. it's just because the door is open does not mean you have to go through it. They're all like looking at the birdcage because they're all sad the bird's gone. Right. And he goes... Wait, why is it in a cage if there's an... Because it was like uh, uh, a real special bird. Oh, no. So it's gone from inside the cage? It was inside the cage inside the aviary. And somebody, double cage. somebody stole it? It just got out, apparently. Oh, no. They took it outside the aviary. Fuck me. He says, if the door is taking you away, sometimes an open door is closed off room. A jail. Sounds like bullshit. And all these people are just staring at him yeah. going, wow. Wow. So we got to wow. make the net longer, right? Yeah. <laughs> So at this point, Cristala, she leaves the group. She's like... Chris, yeah. is the, that's the new hot one. No, that's Sophia. Cristala oh. is Will and Emiliana's okay, sister. Okay, my bad, my bad. And as soon as she lo- leaves, he starts claiming that she was a prostitute. A uh, toot. Uh-huh. And that she's a whore, and she's running tricks out of her house. Oh. <laughs> tricks. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Alessandra says... If I ever left the group within a year, I thought I would be dead. Now, at this point, Chris, he is told by Andreas that he says, if you don't stay here, you're going to get AIDS and you're going to die. And I believed him. 
so that was the whole thing. He uh, really, must have been super new. Was he, I mean, a 91, it's out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 91 at this point. Okay, yeah. you're right, you're right. Well, so they show him in the aviary, and he's giving community to these people in the forms of apple slices. Cool. You know? With probably drugs inside of them. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Well, this, there's always some kind of weird ritual with them. Well, at this point, Philippe, Philippe is like, we were getting brainwashed. It's yeah. pretty much like full-blown brainwashing at this point. Yeah. So we're going to flash forward to 2005. It's year 20. Now, he decided to use Will to direct a short apocalyptic film that they called Midway Station. Now, I got to tell you, the production value was very, very good. They, these these guys don't do it half ass. They, they got, well, they stepped. Apparently, they have a lot of backing. They Ooh, stepped whoever. it up on this. Well, David, he played a character in the middle of the desert after the apocalypse, and the dude is in full costume, like road warrior style, and you know he's he pulls up to like this rocky like part of the land where there's just like a little bit of water and he's got a gas can right and he's filling up water with it and he turns around and all of a sudden andreas is there but he's not in a costume matching the movie at all he's okay. just in his purple pants okay and then yeah. he just goes up to david oh god pulls out the finger and starts shocking him yeah and david's like this isn't in the script <gasps> you know so he's like what am i supposed to do oh he's like he doesn't know he didn't know the the essence of yes end. He's <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Uta Hagen? <laughs> what is that, Meister? <laughs> Fucking Stanislavski we got over here, kid. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Andre, he's like, is he fucking improv in this shit? Because he's shocking me, like really hardcore. And then he says, that was the moment he realized, he goes, wait a minute. This whole fucking thing is an act. Not the movie I'm in acting right now. The whole fucking game. Yeah. The Shakti, my 20 years of my life have been this game. So then we see a staged play, and Andreas, of course, is in the surrender center, and he's surrounded by a beam of light, and all the followers are worship, worshiping him. And he goes, And the Shakti, Shakti. Of, of the Divine Mother has become what I am. <laughs> And then the he's people back to like his fucking Hindu enlightenment. Correct. Shit. Well, he's on stage. It's yeah. all Bollywood looking. And Roddy is like, what the fuck is this shit turned into? It's a circus at this point, you know? And people are looking around each other going, this isn't what we got into, you know? And then Cristala, she's pissed at this point. She says, I don't want to refer to him anything other than he was, which was an out of work actor who stumbled on the role of a lifetime. Yeah, it's like a big ass Patreon. Yeah, pretty much. This, this. If you think about it, it's actually pretty fucking. You have like four hundred, you know, two hundred people, two hundred real people to back you, give you a few thousand bucks a year, you're making money. Well, are you ready for the unraveling? Let's unravel, baby. Somebody drops a dime on him. What does that mean? Somebody in the group sends out an email to all of the members. We're already in, in the, the email world. Yeah, yeah, that email in ninety one. I mean. No, you it's know, we did. Excuse me, it's 2006. It's year 21. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So okay, somebody, that jumped quick. My bad. Yeah, somebody drops an email. <clears throat> the email goes like this. Dear Budafield, it is important for the entire Budafield to understand why so many of the master's longtime disciples have left. It is important for everyone to understand what the master has been doing in his position of power and how he has been treating many of those disciples closest to him. 
This information is factual and true and can be verified by any of the people that have experienced his firsthand behavior. By now, many of you heard that last Friday, I, Daniel, a.k.a. Lindsay, tried desperately to get the master, a.k.a. Adonis, a.k.a. Michelle, correct. AKA Andreas, keep going. AKA B- B- Cindy, C- okay. AKA Dorothy. Oh, so he also went by Cindy and Dorothy at what one is, point. What's going on with you guys? Anyway, you, we were trying to stop the dangerous and illegal behavior that he has been doing for 29 years. Yes, my style was coarse and very direct and different from yours, but I said what many of you think have wanted to say for a long time. Of course, there are others who have no idea about what has been going on, and this letter is for you as well. The bottom line is that the master has to stop his illegal things, and here is a partial list of the sad, damaging, and sometimes very illegal things that our master has done. And he (laughs) A laundry list of like... She's... (laughs) She says there's so many. I had to bunch them. I had to bunch them into categories. <laughs> She's CVS receipt. It's just like a. Um, it's a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the email contained many complaints. Racketeering. And the email way. contained many complaints of mental, physical abuse, including Andreas masturbating in front of group members. Oh, the old Louis C.K. <laughs> sexual relations with disciples, coercing uh-huh. heterosexuals. You know what that means? Turn them flipping them. Flipping them. Yeah. Controlling whatever, people's psyche. The, the goal of every gay man. Controlling people's psyche, watching gay porn. Sweet. And false healings. <laughs> You're going to learn about Shakti, brother, yeah. and what it was all about. Yeah. Okay. So it also questioned why he had moved so often and why there were no material possessions like a house, mm-hmm. a car, or bills Can't in his name. Shit, dog. The author I, of the email also is, claims they gifted him shares smart. of stock. Sick. And he had put them and accepted them, but did not put them in his own name. Mm. Furthermore, the letter goes on to state that he predicted a former member would die of AIDS mm-hmm. if he did not return to the group. The former member eventually died of a drug overdose, oh. and Andreas then instructed his closest disciples to spin the cause of death to AIDS. <laughs> I love it. The false healings. Fake news. The false healings. You yeah. ready for this? Let's hear it. There is another bizarre accusation that he would perform Shakti on members' foreheads, and one of the disciples would hide behind him and use a small flashlight to make it look like light was coming out of Andreas's finger. Motherfucker wow. was pretending to have an ET finger, basically. Wow. That's hilarious. Okay? There's another story about Andreas crying about his dead master, and the letter writer claimed to still hold on to the very tissue that they used to wipe away Andreas's tears <laughs> during that incident. According to the letter writer, he found out that Andreas's master was not the guru he pretended to be. Hmm. He was he didn't even have this guru. Of course he didn't. According to Will, the most damning accusation in the email was that Andreas had for years forced young male disciples into unwanted sexual relationships. <laughs> yeah, that's his yeah. Andreas immediately told all of those around him that the letter was full of lies mm-hmm. and do not read it. So all of a sudden we see a huge division. 
Some people believed it. Some people didn't. Um, and some people, Chris says, coalesced around him. Right. He says, even I did. Initially, I wrote a rebuttal to the letter. I was like, yeah, it was bullshit. I mean, I'd been in a sexual relationship with him. I knew that everything in there was pretty much true. Well, how yeah. it started was in the private therapy sessions. Being a young man, I'm very new to sexuality at the time, and I had a lot of questions. So you're talking to your therapist about those things, and he's got this dossier of information on mm -hmm. you. So we hear the recorded interviews with oh. Chris. Now, keep in mind, Chris was straight. Right. Was. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea says, uh, have you ever had sex with a guy? Yeah. <laughs> Chris is like, no. Yeah, if you ever wanted to have <laughs> sex with a guy, you can be honest. <laughs> Chris continues and says, somewhere in there, he started running you through homosexual fantasies. Wow. Who do you find attractive? And I started naming women. He's like, no, a guy. Yeah, yeah no, a guy. Who do you think is... No, who do you so, think is hot? No, no, no. Who do you think is hot? And he's like, Cindy I, I and think Sophia. Mark is hot. And he's like, yeah, no. But why is Mark so lame when it comes to the Legos? <laughs> he never lets anybody else. Okay. So Chris says, it was like me saying, if I was attracted to a woman, I had no validity whatsoever. Right. So we hear more interviews. Ugh, women, ugh, those things. More yeah. interviews. Do you, uh, do you uh, fantasize? <laughs> Chris says, yeah. And he goes, what do Fenton says about? Right. Like, uh, maybe what it would be like. Uh-huh. So Julian. What would what be like? Sucking a cock, dude? Yeah. I don't was, like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Julian says one day, it was after a therapy session, and he asked me to kiss him, and I was thrown. He says, uh, I didn't want that. I wasn't looking for that. I want to so, give me a little kiss. More recorded interviews. That uh, moral stuff that's been put in your head, <laughs> it's not your voice. Yeah. You need to get what is authentic because you're carrying so much program in there. So Chris says the first thing he had me do was just in the, this is in therapy sessions. Right. He said, it was like, okay, you don't need to be uptight about your body. See, you can take off your clothes and be unattached. Right. It's not a big, big deal. I felt like I was doing spiritual work by taking off my clothes. Then it started to be like, well, come closer to me. Yeah. And he sat on his throne upright, and I'd be in front of him on my knees, and he said, just uh, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so get up and get out of here. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. And he says, what came naturally to me is I wanted to get away. I was totally not down with it. And I was hinting at it and expressing it and just ignoring it, like completely, you know, ignoring it. And he ignored me. And he says, imagine having sex with somebody, male or female, and they're just laying there, you know, just like spaced out, not paying attention to you. And he says, oh, do you like this? And your answer is something like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they just yeah, keep yes. fucking you because they don't fucking care yeah. and you're just a sack of meat to this person wow. that's when i began to hate him this yeah. is really interesting to me i've really felt for this guy uh that he yeah. went through this because he's a big dude mm -hmm. you know what i mean he could clear i mean he could have destroyed this guy but he was definitely just so fucking far gone yeah so julian says he started having sex with me not that day, but over a period of time, and it became a regular thing. Every Tuesday and Saturday after the gym. It was like clockwork. It is in the rotation. 
they're all in the rotation, yeah. bro. There's four of them in the rotations. Julian's on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Chris gets Mondays. Another guy gets a different day. So and he's got plastic surgery just so his cock can rest. Yeah. Now here's the other thing. Well, Chris says you can't say no. It's literally against the rules to say no. And I had to pay him. I pay him for my fucking therapy, fifty bucks every time I go in. He's like, here's your bullshit therapy. Hmm. Now we're going to fuck. Give yeah. me 50 bucks. What a deal, right? Yeah, it's fucking great. It's, it's fucking brutal. Fuck yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can get to that point where you have that much control over somebody. Yeah. So anyway, Chris says this went on every single Monday of my life for five years. Fucking in the rotation. And he's the chair guy. He's like, meanwhile, I'm fucking humping his chair around. And, you know. <laughs> the chair bitch. <laughs> but still somehow like, I'm on. here in this group going through the motions and serving him. And it was just felt like I was going fucking mad. But he said, thank God for so Sophia. She changed my life. Okay. This, she is knew the, something. this is the new hot chick. Yeah. But he was like, she knew something was wrong with me. And she knew when Andreas told her not to hook up with me, that there was something not right there. Now this guy talking right now, would you say he's the main like disciple? No. Will. Will is. Okay. Who made the film, I think. But oh. there's also people that are older than Will, like Emiliana, Danielle, uh, Philippe, um, David, you know, there's, it's a group of like 12. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So. Uh, ironically. Yeah. So she ignored him. And so we developed a romantic relationship at age 28, 29. Mm -hmm. She was my first girlfriend, like real girlfriend. Okay. So anyway, Chris is super grateful. This woman saved his life and yeah. disobeyed. So anyway, Julian says, I still felt like I owed him everything. I feel like such an ass for saying this. I'm so stupid. I thought, wow, he's doing this for me. And I never told anyone until everything fell apart. Danielle, same thing. I knew mm -hmm. right there. I was like, oh my God, I see what's going on. I see what he's been doing. It was so clear. Well, Will says one after another, young men started sharing their stories with the friends and confidants of the group. So all these stories... This is like 2001 now you're talking. Um, no, this is like past 2006. Okay. So all these stories are coming out and people are slowly leaving the group. Mm -hmm. And we hear another tape recorded therapy session and Andrea says, I'm not here to compete with anybody mm -hmm. by anything because I don't have any agendas with you except if you sincerely want to grow up, maybe this would be offered to you do you follow yeah. and you're just like what no i don't yeah. what the fuck does that mean so if you were asking about the number earlier well danielle says he basically took 120 minds and manipulated each one with their own story nobody ever knew anything the right hand never knew about the left hand mm -hmm. so i never knew what was going on you know he's i knew all these people intimately for 25 years and never knew they were suffering so you know, Will says, I didn't understand what was happening. He kept saying that everything was, you know, he was doing was for me. He told me his master had brought him close the same way, and it was very special. He was saving my life. He told me I would die without him, yet he was still that person in my life who could take me to this God experience, and I was dependent on him in my mind. And even though I had suspicions that I wasn't the only one, I kept quiet and protected him. I couldn't show anyone what I was feeling or what I was going through. And despite having the whole Buddha filled as my family, I was alone. He told me he was only working with me this way. Right. And I can't tell anyone. Mm -hmm. 
And now I'm assuming that's a stock two line they say yeah, to yeah. everybody, right? Yep, 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 yep. So basically nobody had the complete story. So, you know, one of them mentions when I heard the story about what was actually happening, I was like, you motherfucker. You know, another one, uh, this is crazy. Vera, remember Vera, the one with the abortions? Yeah. She said Andreas told her, you've got to tell everybody you have cancer. And I had to tell all my best friends and my lover and I had to keep it secret so mm. he could pretend to be the great healer and heal me of my oh, cancer what that a didn't prick. exist. Yeah. What a fucking prick. Yeah. And then Greg says, uh, so I'm thinking it was like 70% of it a lie? It was 80%? And I'm mm. like, Greg, take the over on that yep, one. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, man, what a fucking... You ready for a bombshell? <laughs> I guess. Finally, they discovered the rumors of him being a porn actor were in fact true. Oh, great. Now they Gay show, porn? Yes. Yeah. Now they show the video. Well, there's more bad news. Okay. Somebody finally discovers that the rumors were true, mm -hmm. and he was a gay porn actor. What? Yep. Now there's video of this. And this is 2006-ish. Yeah, that. it's still, still present time. Okay. Now... Um, they show this. Now I'm gonna need you wow. to watch this. Mm -hmm. Now don't worry, they bl they black out the proper parts. Oh, great! But I just need you to watch this for a second. I want them to block out the improper parts. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So this is him, cutie patootie. Whoa. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Oh, Look wow. at that I've move. never seen that one Dude, before. You That's know what that move's called? Reverse wheelbarrow? Nope. What that is it called? It's the bouncing bedpost broomstick blowjob. Wow. Yes. That sounds like I, it was made in the 80s. Yeah, I wanted you to That's see that just because Thanks, of that. Chris. I've never seen anybody do that move. And I this is the first gay porn I've ever watched. That makes me never want to get into shape. And, dude, can you imagine like how physically demanding that would be? That's why they're all in amazing shape because so of how they fuck each describe other. Describe what you just saw. Well, I saw one dude fucking another dude in the in the butt. No, that railing. was that what? was he was on the bed. Okay. He was there's a guy laying on his back. Well, no, no. Okay, okay. Just the last. Nobody part. cares about the regular butt. Okay, just the the. I'm talking blowjob. about that move the, I saw. The self face fucking blowjob bench press. Right. So he's literally. He's hold. He's holding one guy on top, uh -huh. holding a bedpost. Correct. His dick is inside the guy. His mouth, correct. Who's on his back, correct. Holding his legs up, but the guy on top is doing push-ups. He's doing push-ups. He's doing push-ups also. So he's like elevated above him while he's getting his dick. Sucked. Was it worth watching? It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. I might try that with some like really fucking. If I like, tried uh, buff that, chick. I would not be able to walk ever again. Yeah, you know. Okay. The yeah. soul snatcher. I hope we I hope we painted the the image for that. And yeah. I'm sorry. You thanks for being it's a graphic. good sport. It's yeah, gra yeah, it's graphic, quite graphic. So anyway, people start confronting Andreas. I don't know why I keep looking at the. You want to watch it though. again? We <laughs> no, can thanks. rewind it. and You no, can watch no, it again. Good. Just turn that smut away from me. Okay. So people start confronting him. Uh, one of the elders of the group, his name is Murdy. He's like, "What are we doing? I'm watching this gay porn?" <laughs> I'm just joking. So Greg said he had this innate belief that you just keep telling a story and people will eventually believe it. Well, Danielle had to take a stand. Too many innocent people didn't know what was going on at this point. Mm -hmm. At this point, Radia, by the way, she was the one that put the down payment down for his house in, in Austin? Austin. She said, this was enough for me to realize I had to leave. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Chris says... At this point, his eyes got weird. His face got different. It was freaky. 
Um, and it's clear because at this point they show pictures of him and he's had more and more plastic surgery. Oh, boy. So Danielle says it was clear to me that I was looking at him, that I was dealing with a madman that was grasping at straws, trying to keep everything together. So in a period of a week, everybody started leaving. The Buddha felt totally falling apart. And Will says, it's completely devastating because I'm watching all my friends leave this group. And as much as I tried, I couldn't get rid of the sense of my obligation to Andreas. He still denied everything and wanted a chance to tell his side of the story to those who would listen. <laughs> so he asked me to grab my camera one last time. Okay. So all the group members, they get summoned to a house to watch a video message from Andreas, right? And... You, they turn the video on, and it's clear he is freak show plastic surgery wow. central at this point. He's got the eyeliner, a pound of it, oh. the fucking mascara, and it's just his face is just pinned back, pinned back it's yeah. really tight. And he's also been putting on extra time at the gym because he's just jacked, ripped, jacked. So TRT, they they play the the video, and it says. Um, what this is cannot be put into biographical letter. Mm. It doesn't need resumes about it, but this story is true. It's free, untouched, unpolluted, not apologizing. Mm. And that's it. The video ends. Sweet. And you're just like, what the fuck? People walked out. Um, so then they, they show another video. It's not the same setting, but it was probably in the same series. And like I said, he, he pretty much looks like a, a woman now. Right. And he says... Long hair? No, it's still short. Yeah. But he looks like a golden girl. He looks yeah. like Rue McClanahan. Okay. And he says, I am in you. But truth is, there is no I and there is no you. So, come. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> and then they go back to the first video, and he's in this monotone voice and says, may all beings wake up. Mm -hmm. That's it. Ends the, That's it. Ends the video. End, the, end the feet of the camera right there. And everybody's pissed. Yeah. They all walk out. You would think. You'd think you'd Most be done. Most of them walk out. Yep. Some of them stick around because they're indoctrinated. Correct. So what happens here is that... They have nowhere else to go. Well, here's what happens. He did something surprising. He threw his Hail Mary to these people. He said, uh, anybody feel like uh, they're up for a knowing or anything like that? Oh, here we go. Yep. So a few members say, yeah, man, I've been yeah, waiting just, for like 20 years for my fucking knowing, bro. Yeah, Drop it brought, on me. Brought that fucking old greatest hits back. Remember Amy Amalana? Yep. She's like, I never got the knowing and I've been yeah. around the longest. Yeah, she's she like, got it. I get to get my knowing. Wow. So she says, I finally get this revealed to me. Well, you ready for the big reveal, Let's Dave? Hear it, Give me a drum roll if you got one. She says, he was awful. He wasn't even connected to me at all. Hmm. So what, what does that even mean? You tell me. He Why was, did he lose his knowing oh, powers? Oh, the knowing was like fucking. Fucking shit. No, it was the Shakti. Oh, the Shakti. He lost the Shakti juice. Oh, he couldn't do it fast enough. His <laughs> arthritis thing out. He's fucking all. He needs his, uh, his, you know, his medication. Well, he goes to Emiliana 
and says, "So his, he just like, he didn't get to he didn't fuck her great. He he never was he was never fucking women. Uh, okay, he That's was just fingering their fingering their their third eye. Yeah, yeah. So then he goes to Emiliana and says, uh, these people are trying to destroy your master, and I need to know if you know someone or you find someone to have them taken out. Get rid of them." If not, find someone who can just destroy their lives through IRS. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, social security numbers. So people wanted him harmed. And there were two people who were beyond exposing the truth with the email. The guy who wrote the letter in Radia. So at this point, they don't do anything drastic. Okay? They don't say, we're calling the cops. We're going to put a legal team together. They're like, you know what? If you just agree to go to Hawaii, we'll pack you up and send you out there and fund you. You just can't teach anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? The 12 people said that? Whoever like, was left in the group. Yeah. So they literally, what? Will flew out with them. A couple members flew out with them. That's crazy. They set them up in Hawaii and Will had to leave without saying goodbye. Well, now it's 2007. You're 22, uh, Austin, Texas. And Alessandra says, I just had 200 of my closest friends who I consider family just basically disappear. Yeah. You know, Murdy says it was like a bomb went off in a village and it was completely destroyed. Now, none of this logic makes sense to me at all. Why can't you still hang out well, they need to and be do drilled. this they need shit? To be, yeah, they need to be drilled into that, their head that they can do that. But now there's so much ill will and... And there's also to the comfort of being told what to do for some of these people. They just. But here's the thing: you're saying my family's gone. No, it's yeah. like your shitty dad died. You guys I mean, could still hang fun. out. Yeah, the guys. You know, it was like it felt like the party was finally over. I just don't understand. It's like go to the fucking Mammoth Lakes. Go jump in the lake. Just do it without the raper. They're all. Ugly you're gonna now. still have fun. Yeah. So Vera, yeah, go, yeah, go to the Lake without Jason. Is actually yeah. it's Vera says at this point she had forty five bucks to her name. Aww. Uh huh. And again, I guess it's, I feel sympathetic to a certain point, but I'm like, maybe if your goal is to make it your life's mission to find God, you might want to have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work out, you might want to contribute to the 401k just in case. But these are the side effects of throwing everything away to go be spiritual. Right. I don't know if I'm being hard. <laughs> But Emelina, she's crying. She's like, who's going to take me dancing in the forest? Who's going to be willing to sing when I can't sing? And I'm just like, lady, just go karaoke and yep. it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. That's why it was really hard for me at the end of this. because Austin's got plenty of them. They're just like, they're all upset. And I'm like, this is your release. This is when you should be the happiest. But again, certain members still couldn't break away. So... Um, this is what's interesting. So they show another performance, another ballet performance of old fuckface. Mm -hmm. And Chris says there's this social interplay that happens between highly codependent people and pathological narcissists. Who is going to give a per person who needs constant adoration and attention? Who's going to give them that to them ceaselessly? Somebody who relies on him as the source of their self-esteem. And they'll say, you seem like a normal, rational, intelligent human being. How did this happen to you? Danielle, it's hard for me to admit it. I was brave. I was brainwashed and I was in a cult. Mm -hmm. You know, looking back, 
He would do all these things to draw you in, endearing things, and he made you feel special and really loved. So I guess what I saw here was just a total confirmation bias, Dunning-Kruger effect thing going on. But at the end of the day, if you can't stop and say, you're following a dude around in a fruit scooper for mm -hmm. 22 years and nothing. Yeah, it's a little bit your fault. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like, there, I, it's like I, I grasped some of what Chris was saying. You know, he says, it's what we do every time we come into a religion. We take on their beliefs as truth. You will do anything to defend the truth. You subjugate your best friends to the interests of the religion, the group, the corporation. And so the better you feel, the more you get committed, and then somebody can get you to do anything. I mean, I would have killed for him. It's so common. It's everywhere. Look around. You've got a cult in your town. I almost guarantee it. Yep. Jennifer says that's what happens in a group think system. That's what keeps you there. That's what kept me there. So we're going to wrap this up and flash forward five years. Let's hear it. To Oahu, Hawaii, Lanakai Beach. I love this beach. It's my favorite beach. <laughs> so Will and Philippe, they head out to Oahu because they need to confront Andreas. Now, they also need an ending for this film. Ah, right. And I'm not giving them shit for that. No, so of course not. we see a no trespassing sign. And a camera goes over a fence and peers through the leaves. An old fuckface is hanging out in his backyard. Mm -hmm. Well, we learn at this point, Andreas was now calling himself Ragey. Got it. You know what that means? Is it a type of mushroom or something? Just God King. Just stands for God oh, just, King. God King's kind of a cool name, though. <laughs> it's pretty so, sick, actually. So, anyway. Um, they're trying to, you know make contact with yeah, they want to <clears throat> resolve mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm thinking why don't just press charges you know why what's more important like press charges on what rape oh well yeah you know so anyway remember the old timer murdy the problem is like saying like rape it's like even like the explanation of what you're telling me seems like it was very like slow and <clears throat> could be construed see, as consensual doesn't see yeah he just he just convinced him to to do it yeah but keep in mind you're also, i don't know though, but obviously. you're also at the time coercion yes co coercion you're also under hypnotherapy you're right with a licensed therapist and There's possible drugs we don't know right right okay continue. well anyway they see him out in public and it's the same drill someone's opening the door Wait, for i him. don't suppose he's in a fucking speedo is he nope but people are opening doors for him. Wow. They're doing all of that stuff that they uh -oh. used to do for him. So He's building his cult back <laughs> up, getting stronger. Pretty much. He's getting stronger. So they eventually find him on the beach. They track him down. And he's got about a dozen followers. Uh-oh. And Will has a little hidden camera. Sick. And on, you know, it's not the best framing. Right. It looks like he's got Google glasses or something on. Okay. So Andres says, when did you get her? Oh, he's like very, he's like <laughs> cheeky. Will says, my birthday. Staying over there. What are you doing? Andres, just being alive. Oh, and no. Everything. Is he, wearing, is he wearing like Hawaiian style clothes? No. <laughs> no, he's just got, he's just got shorts and okay. like no shirt on. 
Will's like, yeah, me too. You know, it hasn't been easy. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, you have Still a lot of disciples. Yeah. We're in a lot of debt. Yeah. But he's like, I see you got some new disciples. And Andreas mm-hmm. says, no, people just to come and go. This is pretty much like, like people pass through. Yeah. Well, are you being a good boy? Ha 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 ha. No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Do you think you should learn what it is? Uh, good and bad. Better to find out what is best. Okay. <laughs> and have you been being your best boy? I am just being. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's how it ends. Cool. So. What'd you think about it? Well, we're not there yet. Okay. Because, you know, that's how it ends in Hawaii. Right. So, you know, we we catch up with the rest of them. And, you know, Emiliana slash Amy says, fuck you, you ugly, distorted son of a bitch. Fuck you. And I'm glad that you get to see the anger come out in these people. Right. You know, Jennifer says, you know, it's sort of this tedious process of looking, sifting through everything and looking at the good, but then letting go of some of the negatives. There's a lot of good. I feel like I've been much more clear, much more knowledgeable, much more aware. Um, Demetria says, I don't think about the bad. It doesn't come to my consciousness because I only remember the good stuff. And it wasn't because of the teacher. It was because of us. Right. Julian says it was crazy. It was beautiful, horrible experience. Philippe says, I regret it. I don't regret it. I'm richer now in life. I'm really happy with my life. So the way Will decides to end the movie, which is pretty cool, is in 2007, he makes a short film of all of his friends that were in the group. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, you know, it's somewhat powerful. Right. And you meet all these members in the group, and then he puts a check mark up to them if they left or they stayed. So this was in 2006, he created this. And there were 29 people Mm. and 22 left. Wow. And seven still stayed. Now, okay. What was your question? Why why did they leave? Because it was too hurtful to it was a bullshit it was, was completely it? exposed that he was abusing the men in the group yeah. and raping them yeah and they just couldn't watch it or they thought it was bullshit watch what like the people that left yeah is it because that they couldn't face watching it or did they leave because they thought it was bullshit no no you're talking about you're talking you're not understanding what i'm okay. saying they didn't leave the video what do they what, they what left you? the group yeah Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the video. You showed, oh, you showed him the video. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. My bad. I he thought, showed a I video thought, of that he made of all of his friends in the right, group. Right, right, right. Okay, and gotcha. the tally was 22 got left, it, got seven it. still yeah. stayed. Got it. Now, since 2007, more than a dozen former members have since come forward with stories of psychological and sexual abuse. Right. So they end the movie and they basically say, well, many of the people who stayed have since left the group. So it's it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, now, as far as where I would rate it, I'm going to hold off on that. Okay. Um, I do want to tell you a few interesting things. Remember how they were talking about um, the the beam of light and all that stuff mm-hmm. or from the, the Shakti? Yep. Well. Uh, Maybe that's why I wasn't working on her because he didn't have his little beam boy. Very possible, but you know, maybe he was dropping a little something, something in them. According to the Huffington Post, it was an ancient Hindu technique. Yeah, 
pressing fingers into the recipient's eyes in such a way that intense beams of light can actually form. Mm. So you using the spiritual teachings they've been fed, members fix deep meanings to this experience, often calling it at most God or at least intoxication. If it was ineffective, Michelle claimed that the person wasn't spiritually ready to receive right. the knowing. Yeah. So a lot of them said it was very painful. But it's like, yeah. you know, when you're a kid and you see like the bubbles in your eyes yeah. and shit, I'm sure it's just like a totally... Almost passing out. It must be like a more, yeah, like extreme version of that. So there was an interview that the director did with um, Vulture. and I they, remember Vulture. Yeah, it's, I think it's still uh, around. Are they still around? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Um, so apparently after this came out... Um, uh, he, Michelle, Andreas, Reggie, whatever we're going to call right. him now, he'd instructed disciples to physically threaten former members who appeared in it. He did or did not? He has instructed oh, disciples wow. to physically threaten former members who appear mm. in it. So uh, when people would leave the group, he would literally have people break into their house Stooges. and take anything that had his you. image on oh. it because he didn't want the public to right. ever know who he was. Ooh, like Muhammad. Yeah. So um, this is interesting. Yeah. Vulture asks, was it known in the group that people were getting plastic surgery? And he says, yeah, sure. Everybody would lie. Uh, Boob jobs were happening all the time. Well, I I hurt my chin in a skiing accident. (laughs) I had to get a nose job also. And they would come back and say, oh, no, it was auto-suggestion. I listened to an audio tape and my boobs got bigger. Yay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you can do that in your sleep. I wish. We did. I want my dick to get bigger. So um, your dick is getting bigger. (laughs) The teacher mostly abused male virgins out of fear of contracting AIDS. Correct. Well, that was his whole game. Yeah, Uh, he was grooming men, and according to Will, his theory from experience was he would never let anyone get tested for AIDS. We weren't allowed because he said our mind and our fear would create it, and even if we were HIV negative. But because you couldn't get tested, he would tell us not to have sex either. Right. So we were not having sex, supposedly, and not getting tested. Later, I realized he wanted all his little concubine men that he got involved with to be clean so they wouldn't bring anything to him because he was never going to get tested. Right. Yeah. Yep. So... um, Apparently, he somehow managed to get uh, an advanced copy of the film before it was released at Sundance. Wow. Which tells me his tentacles reached pretty you know, far. Wow. Um, there was an incident at the Honolulu Film Festival with Murdy, because okay. Murdy lives in Honolulu and teaches All right. there. All right. And one of the bodyguards uh, attacked him, and the police got involved with that. Well, one of the bodyguards attacked him? Murdy. For no, re- for no reason? Well, Murdy was probably pissed. Yeah. So uh, they cover that. Now, here's the thing. There's tons of fake reviews of this on IMDb from okay. followers. Okay. They're trashing the film. Of course. Review bombing. Yes. But they're saying it's from the cult members. Of course. So I was, of course, really interested in where Jaime Simone Gomez came from. And I had no results searching for uh, his other names. But when I added his middle name in, it led me to a gay website. <laughs> Hell yeah. What? This is important. Yeah. Called the Data Lounge. Sweet. So um, I never heard of the Data Lounge. Mm-hmm. It's an anonymous internet forum. Okay. 
and um, you're allowed to share news, gossip, etc. Um, but you 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 post anonymously, right? And you have to an appreciation have an appreciative wit, satire, and pointless bitchery. Yay! So I logged on. And a guy said, just watched it on Netflix. I probably would have joined the cult just to be around all of those men in Speedos. Yay. I'm very easily brainwashed by men strutting their stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, someone found Michael's pornos. He looked quite hot in his prime. Well, according to the link I clicked on to Falcon Films, uh-huh. the men of Falcon are athletic, well-built, hung studs with Hollywood good looks and insatiable sexual appetites. Well, he had apparently modeled for Falcon Studios as mm. Dirk. And as you can see here... Oh, come on. <laughs> as you can see here, the title of that film that mm-hmm. we saw him doing yeah. the, the... What was it called? Uh, the uh, I, There's too many letters. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> the the, the so move? The, pu- the, the push-up. The, the push-up. <laughs> the broomstick blowjob push-up yeah, 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 move. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is from a movie titled... What does that say? I don't know. I can't read Bronc it. Rider. Sweet. And then the other one was called Winner's Way. Winner's now, Way. Now, they have his stats here, which I found interesting. Uh, he's 5'9". Okay. Hair is dark brown. Uh, eye color brown. Position versatile brown <laughs> what is position versatile means oh, he, being, versatile he can in a versatile amount of positions okay versatile with his position and then it says cock eight inches sweet now is that soft thing. is that soft or hard here's the thing as soon as somebody posted yeah. he's got an eight inch cock uh-huh. the person underneath that posted that is not an eight inch cock what a fucking rat so i don't know my point is do you think he meant that's not an eight-inch cock. Is in know, that's definitely. I'm, I'm not watching gay porn. I'm not looking at gay porn anymore. Sorry. <laughs> it's like is he saying is it definitely more than eight inches? Probably. Or it's definitely I'll, I'll take. I'll, whatever, Dave, look at this. Whatever the just guy take, said. Just take a look at it. Whatever is the guy. Saying? Whatever the guy said. I'll. I'll, I'll I believe him. I'm. I'm not looking at gay porn anymore. <laughs> so. Um, um. That's pretty much it. Thank God. Well, except for this fascinating tidbit. Okay. This was produced by Jared Leto. Okay. And a dude in a dress. What I thought was interesting is somebody said Leto probably wants to fictionalize and play the guru. Mmm. Oh yeah. Dude, did he was did he ever make that movie? Wasn't he supposed to make it? Which one? The, about this, about some cult or whatever. I didn't know. I think he So you'd heard about this. Yeah. I mean, that's well, what the all the photoshops of Delia were coming from. What really? The, that Jared Leto thing of him walking and all the, oh, the people following him. Did not know that. Yeah, I don't know if that's from a movie or if that's well, like him being weird. The poster says Leto would be perfect casting. He bears no resemblance to Michelle Andreas, but the role of cult leader would be great for Leto to a T. And then the guy underneath him comments and says, "I'm just imagining Jared Leto Leto's horse hung self parading around the speedo all." Hell yeah. So. Um, the last thing I want to cover is, um, there is further material on this and it's very interesting what I found. Okay. So in, when I was on the data lounge, somebody said there is a group that is for survivors of the Buddha field. And then they sent a link to it and I went onto it and it's called after the truth dot blogspot. 
Now, you go there, everybody has all these weird names like Tower, Riker, Justice, Denamio, Datana. And I'm like, I'm not on the right website. This doesn't make any sense. Well, it turns out these people wanted to tell all their ex experiences about being a survivor of the cult. Okay. But before they did, they said, we are going to make sure this is completely anonymous. Yeah. So you all have to create a name like this. Yeah. So what I learned reading some of these stories, and by the way, there are massive files on this, right. like pages and pages. And I had just had a, a chance to give, give it a quick once over. Mm -hmm. One of the guys claims that he was at the Mammoth Lake Retreat where he gave the knowing. And he says he had really bad breath and didn't brush his teeth very often. Mm -hmm. And then um, Justice uh, is the guy's name. Um, they refer to him as Angelo. They won't even refer to him as any of the names. It's completely like, uh, what's the word? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, he said that once his brother caught him twirling around in his sister's skirt and beat him up. Things like that he would tell me and I'd feel sorry for him. Yeah. Poor little guy. I think he was teased for being a fag. Remember, this was in South America where the machismo was really big. Yeah. So he somehow got to California and started the acting thing. His big claim to fame was he was in the musical Bye Bye Birdie. So mm. he started taking acting classes <laughs> with him, this guy. And he said they did that exercise where you rub butts to communicate and he got turned off and never went back. I've never heard about that. Neither have I. To communicate? Mm -hmm. What, that you're gay? I don't know. You okay. just rub butts against okay. each other. So um, he also has a story that he claimed he met uh, Pablo, pa Pablo Picasso while traveling. And at the time, he didn't know who Picasso was. Mm -hmm. And they were in a swimming pool. And he drew him a little thing on a napkin. He drew on his shirt. Oh, yeah. And Angelo got mad because he didn't know who <laughs> Picasso was. What a fucking He was prick. like, you motherfucker, what are you doing? What a tool. So, yeah, so that's it. Uh, that is holy hell. Now, as far as what I thought about the film, you, you go from extremes. At times, you want to strangle these people. At times, you want to feel compassion for them. Um... I'm glad nobody died. I can say that. I would like to say this could never happen to me. Um, I don't believe it could ever happen to me. Um, the one thing that I do find is that it was a perfect storm of rich, entitled white people with money yep. that had taken time to go, quote, find themselves and were primed for the picking. So I would give it three stars if you want to watch it. Three dockings. Three dockings. If you're interested on that link and want further research, I would start with the Data Lounge, which will link you to that uh, that last site I was talking about. Um, I think I the biggest takeaway in this is these people are lucky they didn't die. I they agree. very easily could have died. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a win for all these people. Yeah, they might have lost 22, 25 years of their life. Yeah. But they, you know, they're not dead. Thank so, God for that. Guys, if you enjoyed the show, Dave, tell them what to do. Five-star review on Apple iTunes or Anchor. Where can they find Spotify. us? Spotify. Um, down in the docks and everything except for Instagram, which is down in the docks pod. But if you need us on Twitter, down in the docks, you can send us an email at Gmail, which is down the docks at gmail.com. If you yeah. want to write us a nice or a mean message, either one is fine. Because apparently I've been fucking that up for yeah. like six months. I know. 
Okay. But we cleaned it out. We it's cleaned it down out, on the docks at gmail.com. AI will figure it out. All right. That's a wrap. Uh, we will see you next week. By the way, please keep these suggestions coming. They are super, super helpful. Take it easy.